Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Bottom of the Bill. We got not only our boy, but our drummer for Side Hustle, yeah. Aaron Plotz, with us today. Oh, How exciting. Our number one peg. Oh, thanks, guys. Our number guys. one peg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get started. <laughs> only took how many months to get oh, me on your <laughs> <laughs> It's not like that. We got to do the cheers. Yeah, we'll oh, cheers. Right. Right. This will be a good one. I can feel it. Oh, thanks, guys, for it. having me. I appreciate it. Of course. Um, before we get started... Um, to mention a couple shows coming up uh we're going to be uh, the hangout express is going to be at the local in neptune beach um friday or this friday uh february 26th jesus christ i had some hard time Next remembering friday. that one yeah. no it will be this friday because this airs on sunday you know yeah, uh 7 30 to 10 30 at the local on uh friday and then are you um, going to play that one with us? Yes, yes, nice. I'll be there. On and the then uh, <laughs> Aaron just specifically doesn't want to do A1A dates. That's it. Mario's oh. gone, bro. It's okay. <laughs> um, no, no. And then uh, <laughs> I have some solo dates uh, this Thursday at Southern Kitchen from 8 to 11. And then uh, Saturday at the Omni, which, uh, you know, you have to be old and rich to get, come to that one. So sorry, guys. Uh and yeah, so that's uh, that's Bill. You got any dates to plug? No, uh, not yet. Uh, I just got in contact with Dave from uh, Greenhouse Lounge, and they want to put some stuff together. So it's in the works. Nice, but we'll see what. Aaron, you, what, you, what you got? Uh, fantastic. Yeah, I got a um, Saturday coming up. Uh, well, actually, it would be. Well, never mind. No, because it would have already passed at this point. Oh, this okay. Yeah. 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 So how'd the get go? Which one? The one on Saturday. The one on Saturday. Oh man, it went it went great. You know, uh, <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> it's a duo gig with uh, you know Kalani Rose, you know, a fellow artist and musician here in town, and um, you know it's at Brewhound uh, Dog Park down at the beaches, which is a really cool place. I suggest uh, suggest that people you know check it out. Um, I still haven't been there yet. Oh, it's fun, man. The owners are great. Um, dogs have a good time, and, you know, they sell beer and mimosas. And That's all that really matters, the dogs have a good time. Oh, right? man, it's it's awesome, you know. So it is a good time. Of course cool. I was a dog. Uh, actually, speaking of, what? we got to talk about your haircut real quick. <laughs> Why? Why do you mean? It's terrible. It's not terrible. I'll get a refund on that. <laughs> you can't get a refund on a haircut. Get your um, hair back, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. It's it's for those who aren't watching. It looks like Ellen DeGeneres oh and God. David Spade oh. had a baby, okay, cool. uh, and they I shaved the before. head. Yeah. <laughs> nice, <laughs> <laughs> nice imagery. <laughs> you shaved you shaved a baby's head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I look like a shaved baby. Yep, it's a good band name. I'm gonna write that down. Shaved baby. Shaved that's baby. A good one. That's You're bad. welcome. Yeah, uh, uh, he he cut it he cut it this way, and um, I. It, it took so long. I was just like, I don't. I just. Don't, I just don't want to be here anymore. And so I left. Um, Where'd uh, you get a cut at? Uh, at Wolf and Tonic, actually. And I'm, I, 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 they were really nice. And I really liked them a lot. I'm not saying anything they bad. They did about a bang up job on okay, your hair. Okay, look. They, <laughs> it's in San Marco, right? I, I, I don't have a good head. Yeah, is what it is. That's also true. Yeah. And, and then he was like, "Well, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I we got to leave a little bit up top here because it's um, because you're balding." And I'm like, "I'm not balding." And then I'm like, oh, man, maybe I am balding. So this could be really interesting next couple of years for me. Yeah. Maybe it'll get you a wig or something. Uh, my dad, my Just dad, wear a hat. Just dad, wear a hat, yeah. My dad wore a wig for like 20 years. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, he did. And we would uh, uh, be driving around, and he would just have a fork in his uh, 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 center console that he would just do this with and just. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. So gross. Jesus. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I like my hair. When's the last time you got a haircut, Tony? Back in December. Fuck you. No, you did. I did. I swear. Your hair is like did. down your butthole. I know. <laughs> that was after the haircut. Oh my god. I just got all. I just got all the dead uh, split ends cut off, and then I have I just kind of make it look nice and voluptuous. If I have a know. receding hairline, you yeah. have a, voluptuous. You have an impeding yeah. hairline. I wish that was true. It looks like th- your hair is taking over your face. I, I'd rather have that problem than your problem. I don't know. I'd much rather look like a, a distinguished o- older man than a wolf man. You'd be like an Asian crackhead? No. You look I, like an Asian crackhead. I don't look like a crackhead. I look like a man who is getting chubby. younger. No, I look like... like, like, like Benjamin like, Button. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, Benja- I'm Benjamin Button, and you're just an Asian crackhead. I'm like Benjamin Button in reverse, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so regular aging. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. You, All right. Whatever. No, yeah, let's go ahead. Let's continue. Okay. Uh, This isn't a hair podcast. (laughs) This is a music podcast. Let's talk about music. Um, Or whatever. I don't care. Whatever. (laughs) So, Aaron, uh, why don't you give us some background? How did you get started playing music? Uh, Well, um, I guess I was about eight years old, uh, listening to a song. Bass drum was playing. Um, I noticed that. I mean, it's cheesy as hell. But I noticed that my heartbeat was going with the bass drum. I didn't know what it was a bass drum at the time. Yeah, I know. It's very cheesy. I didn't know it was a bass drum at the time. And I told my dad, I'm like, hey, my heart feels weird, you know. And, <laughs> and you know, my dad's a smart ass. So he was just like, you know, maybe you should be a, you know, maybe you should be a drummer. Really? Yeah. He, he was, he was, he was being a real smart ass about it. And um, I told my mom and I was like, yeah, I want to play drums. And she's like, all right, well, if you can find yourself a teacher, we'll, uh, we'll get you lessons. And I went to my music teacher at the school that I was going to, and I got the number of the local, uh, one of the professors over at JU, Tony Steve. And, uh, she called and made, uh, my first lesson and it was on my birthday. How old were you? I was, I was turning nine. Wow. Holy cow. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. And funny enough though, we showed up for the first lesson. There was a note on the door. Uh, yeah, I couldn't be here. Show up next week. Oh. Yeah. So we, uh, we, uh, I was so disappointed in my little nine-year-old heart, you know, <laughs> yeah. just crushed. Um, but yeah, so we went the next week and had my first lesson with him and he accepted me as a student, which was really cool. Cause he didn't, you know, at the time he didn't like teaching, uh, children. Um, and then, yeah, man, just years passed, stayed with him, went to college, you know, and just did the works, you know? When I think of you at nine years old, I literally think of like you with a beard and everything, just shorter i mean i wasn't much taller than i am now i mean let's let's get real here uh, it's like the image of you being sad and disappointed because the note was i just saw you like with your face right now just like like a child version of that yeah 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 if you, if you catch me from behind in the right clothes i look like <laughs> i'm still a child so i don't think you'll be a child i appreciate you thanks man we're just we're just we're just a couple guys hanging out we're just a couple just, guys hanging out just a couple guys um, well, what were some of your, like, your earlier influences? Uh, I mean, I listened to, you know, I, I listened to what my parents listened to, and my dad listened to, like, ACDC, you know, Guns N' Roses, yeah. uh, Led Zeppelin, Pink Good Floyd, um, Aerosmith, you know, a lot of the hair-banging music, you know, and yeah. then when I started getting into playing, then I started uh, looking at other things, um, getting into jazz a little bit, uh, funk music, um, and stuff like that, um, you know, it was a really slow progression. You know, the the rock really stuck with me. Um, really enjoyed the intensity of it. And, you know, you can really just let loose. You know, it's like power almost, you know. And um, it was just fun to play. You know, I, I think I was in eighth grade 
I started a band. Well, I didn't start. I joined a band. We were called Raunch. Raunch? Yeah, Raunch. Yeah, like it's raunchy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it wasn't. I mean, we, we didn't know shit about anything that would be raunchy at the time. But, what uh, kind of stuff were you guys doing? You know, like Nirvana-esque. Okay. You know, so like heavy beat. You couldn't understand the lyrics. Yeah. Um, you distorted know, distorted guitar. Just distorted guitar. You know, just you know, just like really heavy uh, eighth note and sixteenth note pulses and stuff like that. You know, but um, it was fun. We did a show at the Pit, um, which was hilarious. I try describing uh, people what the Pit was, and it's just impossible. It was. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. It was so dumb. Yeah. I mean, they had, the, they, they had a chain link fence as the like the cage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's like, what like, I've heard. But like, w- that was f- so people couldn't get on the stage. It definitely wasn't for. You could still definitely throw whatever you wanted to on the stage. Yeah, so it, didn't, it didn't cover like the whole front of the stage. That's the other just part yeah. too. <laughs> they left the opening for the they band. Left the opening in. Yeah, it was almost like a like you know like a Chuck E. Cheese like. Ball <laughs> yeah, see if you can make it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, kind of ridiculous. That but sounds it, it terrible. Made, it made good stage presence for if you wanted to to scream on stage while also being on a fence. Yeah, yeah. It's I something think you can't really. I think it was anywhere. like an <laughs> old gas station, wasn't it? It uh, was like an old gas station or like a convenience must store. Have been I think tiny. that they can. Uh, I mean, it wasn't very big, no, but I think small. they converted. But uh, yeah, we were we just got into ninth grade, and promoted the hell out of it at school we had a lot of people show up and you know i went i went to bishop kenny which is sort of you know a little bit of a um you know a nicer school i guess hoity-toity a little bit great school great education but yeah like parents were showing up like i mean you know cars full of you know kids and stuff and they roll down their windows they look out and they just fucking speed off as quickly as possible not coming here yeah (laughs) yeah it was fun though we had a good time I remember the pet. I went to a couple shows at the pet. That's why I always say every uh, you'd go to a show and and the lead singer would be like, "How high can I climb on this fence?" And it was all just like a competition. Where was it at? It was like at the it's beach. On, no, it's on Beach Boulevard, right before you go over the ditch. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know what it is now. I think last time I saw it was like a Christmas tree farm. Okay. <laughs> just year round. Like I don't Christmas even remember farm. where. It, I mean, I know it was on beach, but I forget exactly what like street it's, it was. It was before San Pablo. I know it was. That. It was right it was before in, San in Pablo. Between and San Pablo, and I just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was it was sort of a hellhole. So well, yeah, it was. It was awful. It was literally called the pit. Yeah. They, so, they got it right. Yeah. So right. Uh, this is kind of like a, a building on what you just said. But what is your uh, like some of the earlier creative projects you were involved in, like in high school and that kind of stuff. Um, so in high school, uh, I did, you know, I was in this band called, uh, Sin of Silence for a little bit. Um, that was really fun. What kind of music was that? Uh, you know, uh, like singer-songwriter-esque, you know, but I, you know, I, I still was playing pretty heavy. Sounds like a, a metal band. With a little bit of, like, funk and stuff. Scent of Silence? Sin of Silence. Oh, Sin. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. it was like a, a parody of, uh, Paul Simon. Oh. <laughs> the Scent of Silence. The Scent of Silence. Um, <laughs> but, um, but it was fun, man. You know, it was a collection of people. So our, our lead guitarist was from DA. Um, and then our lead singer, the bass player and I, we were, we were all from Bishop Kenny. So we all sort of just like linked up, started playing together. We, we did a few little shows. We recorded in, um, like an EP. Um, I guess our bass player's dad knew a guy who owned a recording studio in Georgia. So we went and did that. Um, it was fun, but honestly, you know, throughout high school, I, I started performing over at JU. So my sophomore year of high school, I was going over to JU. I was doing the percussion ensemble. Um, 
I got into the jazz, the uh, one of the jazz groups, like the lower beginning jazz group, because they needed a drummer. Um, I was doing the the orchestra and um, the wind ensemble, and they actually got me a part-time job drumming for the dance classes over there too, as well, which is pretty cool. For like ballet? Uh, no, contemporary. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so they did they did contemporary dance, and I would just play djembe, and they had a live piano player. Oh, nice. Um, uh, a guy named uh, Mike Murphy. Um, great guy, very talented. But yeah, we just had fun. You know, we would and we'd mess around with the dancers. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, how well can you keep time? Yeah. You know? But we got in trouble all the time. We get yelled at all the time. But it was fun. But yeah, most of my time was spent doing a lot of classical, um, a lot of classical work and working on, you know, marimba, vibraphone, timpani, you know, all that stuff, you know. Yeah, that, that is one thing that I noticed about you is, is uh, at least when you go to school for music, for uh, percussion, you're just like, oh, they can just play drums. But it's like, no, you can play xylophone or marimba i don't know there's lots of different Both. words for That's it fine well no, it those are two separate things okay well whatever <laughs> but at the same time uh, uh, different uh, words uh, for the for one instrument <laughs> okay but also read a book <laughs> i guess that 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 semester of classical music at unf did real well for you <laughs> feel really t- I, I, I feel really <laughs> i'm gonna stay here but i just feel really um what's the word i'm looking for embarrassed you feel <laughs> Oh, so you gonna put on your embarrassment helmet? Well, I just I don't like the way that I look. You guys made fun. Of me. There are sharp corners in here. So. Oh, Billy's a little little sensitive today, guys. I'm sorry. Is this better? Yeah, especially you put that rope in front of your face. It's really good. Covered up your haircut. So, anyways, classical music. <laughs> uh, 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 but I thought that was the coolest thing ever when they would have the percussion orchestra. Yeah, percussion or, ensemble. Yeah, mm-hmm. ensemble. Th- yeah, exactly. Hold on, real quick though, for no, those no, who no, can't no, no, see, uh, it's still my turn Billy's turn. got a uh, st- uh, a stars oh, yeah. and uh, a basically an American flag helmet on. So it's, it's the helmet from Easy Rider. Everybody knows that. Okay, I don't know. I don't know you that. Never seen Easy Rider. Never saw Easy Rider. Okay, you're real cool. Anyways, <laughs> uh, 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 but that's what I thought was so crazy. I never seen somebody do um, uh, xylophone. Marimba. Marimba. Yeah. Uh, uh, with four mallets. Yeah. Can you do that? Yeah. That's yeah. So, that's ridiculous to me. Yeah. It's fun, man. You know, it's you sort of have to separate your brain. I mean, you know, essentially you're breaking your hand into two sections. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's a task. But once you once you get it down, it's really fun because then you can do chordal stuff and you can self-accompaniment if you get really good. Um, and stuff like that. Um, what drew you towards wanting to do, like from being from playing drums and taking lessons, playing drums? What drew you to the classical percussion side of things? Um, well, I guess I'd have to attribute that to uh, my first teacher, uh, Tony Steve, um, um, amazing marimbist. I mean, he's a, well, he's a all around amazing percussionist. I mean, he's he's done tons of shows, uh, traveled. You know, I think at one point. He was like the top, one of the top 50 marimbists in the world or some ridiculous Whoa. thing. I mean, this man's sight reading abilities was out, like out of control. He would like assign me a piece and he's like, all right, Aaron, you know, here's a piece, you know, this is going to take you about six months to learn. I haven't played it in 30 years, you know, or 20 years, whatever. And he's like, yeah, here, here's what it sounds like. And he would just sight read it and he'd miss like maybe two notes. Wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it was just interesting because, you know, going from playing drums and then seeing a percussive instrument that was melodic would just really sparked my interest and it, it was really cool because then you could have you know it's like a different voice you know that you could have and express yourself through with the same opinions but because you had a different voice it gave you different ideas you know and then 
you know, he, you know, just seeing him, you know, he would, he would invite me. He was really, he was really, really supportive on it. And, um, but he would invite me to musicals that he was doing, you know, so we'd go to the Alhambra, we'd go to the Florida Times Union and he would let me sit in the, with the, you know, in the pit with him, you know, and I would, I would see him doing this stuff. That's a pretty cool experience. Yeah. And like seeing the opportunities that you have, you know, like being a drummer is great and, oh, excuse me, beard hair in my mouth. Um, <laughs> it happens, man. Struggle's real. Um, uh, I think Aaron's getting that shame helmet soon. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, this, isn't, this isn't a shame helmet. It's just it, it looks really cool. <laughs> Get you some stickers, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, being a drummer, it's you know, a drum set player. You know, I mean, it takes a lot of skill, and there, you know, there's a lot of cats out there who are just phenomenal. You know, uh, you know, and the competition levels, you know, much higher because you know, not a lot of people, you know, are diversified in percussion. And, you know, I, I always like to try to be more well-rounded, um, you know, I shouldn't say, you know, well-rounded as much as just being able to do more things and have more opportunities. I never wanted to limit myself, you know, and learning how to play steel pan. That was cool, you know, and any, every new instrument that I learned, you know, I had to learn about a new culture, which was very fascinating because you learn about, you know, different types of philosophies, you know, how people live in different countries. Did, you see, did you see the um, episode that we had with Melody Tracks? Uh, uh, what was the name of the the, ba- not Balinese? I can't remember the name of the place. It's out in uh, Indonesia, and they have a percussion orchestra. Gamelan, she Indonesian Gamelan. She yeah, went, she went out there for that and studied for like six months or something yeah, with that stuff. Like that. But yeah. I remember you were telling me about that, and I was just like, "What do you mean?" That it's shit's like, insane no, too. The shit that it they're is. playing without reading music or anything. Yeah. It's like she was showing us videos, and I was just like. I can't even comprehend what's going on right now. But yeah. as far as as far as like you know, like learning a new instrument and then being like, okay, well, the backstory of it or the history of it, yeah, it, uh, I, that's awesome that you do that. Yeah, no, in- Indonesian gamelan in particular, man, it's it's very intense. Like those instruments to them are religious instruments. Yeah, like you have to bow to them they're before so you play them. Yeah. you can't walk over them. You know, you have to treat them with respect because they're heavenly instruments. Um, which is like pretty intense. Now, is it like that for most percussion instruments that are coming from? I guess most percussion instruments come from other places, but I mean, is it like is it like that with most percussion instruments, or just specifically like like that area of the world? Um, yeah, you know, it, it sort of depends on um, you know the culture and the religion, you know, um, because some instruments are designated as you know, I always get these two confused, but I guess non secular instruments right that's religious non-secular yeah. and then secular is yeah. um uh but yeah so it really depends you know if you know and in that culture you know life's a circle so a lot of the stuff that they play is cyclical you know so everyone has like a part that they play that is a, f- a finite set of beats mm-hmm. and it's odd beats even beats and over time the development it essentially comes back to the beginning right lines back up yeah which is really cool so it's very eastern way yeah. of thinking about things yeah yeah which one are we we're western yeah yeah okay yeah uh, uh that was um uh, uh interesting when i uh was in church there was uh like when i was a kid growing up there was these people that were like super super religious christian and they wouldn't let their kids listen to music with drums in it because somewhere in the bible it says that drums or the devil. Yes. Is that? Do you know about that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Actually, timpani. That's a Western thing. Yeah, yeah. So it started way back east. <laughs> yeah, it really did. But um, the where the timpani derived from, I'm, I, I hope I'm getting this right. I don't want to, you know, misrepresent. But um, 
timpani and, and like their earlier forms were considered the devil's instrument right? Yeah. because of the low frequency that it emitted. It's too low. And, yeah, and a lot of people actually used them as intimidation factors in war. Yeah, I, I can see, see that. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, can you both see that? At yeah. the same time? I'm, like, I'm just like, yeah. I'm, just, I'm trying to put it together. I'm like, what was it about drums that they thought was evil? And I think it's, uh, it has to do with that and then it has to do with the fact that it, there's no melody with it, technically. Yeah. So maybe that sounds... Well, that and, you know, if you think about, like, a lot of the different cultures, but if you essentially look at Anglo cultures, you know, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the other cultures, like, you know, that sort of, I guess, like, I don't want to say develop faster, but like, you know, they, they really prided string instruments, you know, because they're prettier, you know, Um, you know, you can create pretty melodies, you know, and there was more versatility to them, you know. So when, you know, when they encountered something that was a low frequency that really was just, you know, I mean, it was an intimidation factor. So to them, you know, their face, you know, they considered themselves civilized and then they're going out and trying to conquer these primitive cultures and the primitive cultures had these drums. So For those just listening, he's using air quotes in the primitive, so don't, cut, don't attack us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you know. But again, it's, you know, back in the mindset of those people, yeah, not yeah, our course. mindset, obviously. Yeah, preface yeah. that for anyone who's going to, you know, cyber warriors out there, you know. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, piano's percussion, too, technically. Yeah, well, I think now it's its own category, isn't it? Yeah, I feel like it, it should be because... There are strings involved, mm-hmm. but you do hit it. It is hit, but there's right. also now with techno, now with electronic. Then what's guitar though? Uh, but guitar was also a percussive instrument it's you're, at you're first. It, right? Yeah, but there's but, strings as well. Yeah, but it's like it's like, but also now, like with your piano, with your keyboard over here, there's you're not there's no hammer on there, and no, there's no, no strings either. So what's that? Right. I think it's drums. <laughs> I mean, you're still striking the keys. Yeah, I mean, arguably, keys. I mean, I mean not yeah, depending on, I guess, how you play it. So strings were more like, what, like boat instruments, like yeah. violins and yeah. Yeah. cellos and that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 I learned that in fourth grade. Nice. I didn't learn any of that ever. Uh, so um, what were we talking about before? <laughs> I don't know. I'll do <laughs> you were bringing up Devil's like, Drum and we yeah, were talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I probably, like you know. Anything you guys hear, just Google. You know, if I'm wrong, just correct me. It doesn't hurt my feelings. The, uh, what was it? The, the, the holy, uh, not in Fiji, but it's in Indonesia. Indonesian gamelan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're saying Fiji. that you were... <laughs> I'm pretty sure Fiji's over there. <laughs> Don't ask me. I didn't, I didn't uh, do good uh, in geography. Uh, you were talking about how um, you were learning about different instruments, and then you would look up the backstory, and I think that's awesome, because it's like, yeah, you like if you really want to learn about something, like you learn about the whole thing, like how it started and everything like that. So do you know, do you know much about the history of like the, uh, uh, I guess standard drum set, like how that started? Um, I mean, in, in some regards I do, I'm not going to claim to know much. Uh, you know, obviously when you dive into American history, there's it's American though, right? It, it, it's, jazz, it's right? American history. So wh- essentially what ended up, what happened was is people took band instruments. Uh-huh. So they took the big bass drum, they took the snare drum, they took the crash cymbals, and they put it together. And, you know, in the beginning, that's what they did. But they, it's American, though. Yeah, so yeah. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I should know this, man. You know, I don't. And and all of them, 2021. 2020. 2021, actually. Them. Them and theys. Everyone in general. Every person in general. Another one for everyone, Bill. Boys is is an endearing term. It's for the boys. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, maybe in 1950, okay? <laughs> well, whatever. We're these, all equal. These, these colors don't run, bud. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um, Sorry, Aaron. No, no, it's not a problem. Uh, but, yeah, that, that's essentially what ended up happening, you know, is, you know, they wanted, they wanted to hear all the sounds, and they wanted to figure out how they could get them all together with one player. Um, yeah, why that take so long? You know what I mean? It just seems so obvious. Like, to have a drum set, I'm like, yeah, like, there's going to be one guy. That, like, um, I imagine, like, an orchestra back in the day, and they still do a classical orchestra. They got one guy playing a drum, uh, like a big timpani, right? Right. And then they have another guy doing cymbals. Crashing cymbals, yeah. Yeah, just put it all together, you know what I mean? Well, there's a, you know, there's a lot of subtle nuances with all those instruments, you sure. know, and it does take a lot of time and a lot of skill to learn how to manipulate those instruments properly because, you know, it's the same thing with classical pieces. You know, you have to look into the history of it because what's written on the music um, doesn't always indicate exactly how it's supposed to sound. So you have to do your own history on, like, what type of drum did they use? What type of mallet did they use? Mm -hmm. You know, where were they hitting on the drum to get the sound we, that the composer wanted at that time? We talked you know? about that with John Ward last week because it was very much like he did a little bit of classical stuff also. Mm -hmm. and it was very much like, like the, the difference between, like, jazz and the interpretation versus you know, like what's what's actually happening in the moment, which is like what classical music was more about. Yeah, yeah, classical music's about reading and accuracy for sure. Like, I mean, you're and not- And getting it right. And yeah. getting it like right, yeah. yeah. You know, and with classical music, you know, you, you have to be 90, like at least 97 and above. You can't be anywhere below that because if you are, you're not really that good of a classical musician, you know, and it, it makes it a little challenging. Classical music's pretty cutthroat, man. Like, it's very cutthroat, so actually. Are, like, uh, there's got to be, though, like, the best timpani player out there, right? Yeah. Okay, so that also means there's got to be the best, like... Cymbal player. Cymbal player. Yeah. Exactly what I'm going to. Yeah. I'm, I'm just thinking, like, why, why, why is that a thing still? <laughs> well, I mean, well, luckily, you know, I think it's a great thing that that's still there because it means there's, you know, there's still an audience that enjoys classical music. Sure. And, you know, the authenticity of it all, you know, yeah, and there's a lot so. of things you got to put into it. I mean, yeah. you know, crashing cymbals, you know, as easy as people think it is, you know, you just push these two things together. But if you do it wrong, you get an air pocket, you know, and then you don't hear a cymbal crash. You hear oh, more man. of like a, you know, and it's like this like weak ass, like weak ass sound. And you just hear like, like air being released versus this nice triumphant you know, crash, you know, um, and same thing with timpani, you know, if you're hitting in the wrong spot, you're going to get a dud sound. You're not going to get a nice tone, mm -hmm. you know, um, snare drum as well. You know, I mean, all these instruments, I mean, even a triangle, you can hit a triangle wrong all day, Man. you know, and people really underestimate, you know, percussion instruments, you know, I mean, I mean, it's, it's funny, like doing gigs, you know, like doing like these like duo gigs and stuff like that, you yeah. know, Kalani would give people shakers. It's called a shaker. Yeah. You think, okay, I shake it. Watching people struggle right. to shake something is like probably well, one of the funniest things I've ever seen. In time, in yeah. we, right. We, we but it's not to, as easy as we people think. We were trying think. to do yeah. a, um, uh, a triplet on a shaker. Yeah. And that's like impossible. Thank you. My one accomplishment in my life. No, I thought it was like like you said, I was I was being uh what's the word that I am all the time? Facetious. Oh ignorant. Facetious also though, yeah, he is that mostly ignorant. And so when you were talking about uh uh when I was talking about like is there like the best crash symbol player out there? There probably is, and I'm probably ignorant about it. Uh I but for sure like just like a drum kit, a drum 
is that what you call it? I, if you're uh, uh, playing drums, you're a percussionist, or uh, you're a drummer. You, you're, you're a drummer. A drummer right? Yeah, you're you're a drum set player. I mean, and and drum sets like no easy feat. No. I mean, like you know, I think it's one of the hardest things in the world. It's it's pretty hard. I mean, especially if you can get independence between all four limbs. I haven't I haven't reached that spot yet. You know, and there's a lot of things I can work on. But you know, there's a lot of heavy hitting cats out here who, you know, really. I mean, I'm going to say master it, but of course they won't acknowledge that because, you know, any, any real musician, any, any real educated person on a topic is always going to admit that there's more to learn. You know? Yeah, well, of course. There's always more growth that you can always do. But Especially you, because a lot of them are emulating their heroes wh who kind of started, right. like, you know, the older, like, like the like kind of the first generation or first wave of like, mm -hmm. of like monster drummers that were taking shit to new levels and innovating right. in different ways. So it's like I had a one of my dad's friends came over one day when I was very, like much younger. I was sitting there like shredding on guitar like shredding jimmy page licks right and like doing it better than jimmy page and i was like you're better than jimmy page he was like no i'm not and i was like how can you not be he's like because i didn't think of this shit right i'm just doing what he did yeah you know so it's like you think about shit like that it's like yeah maybe you've gotten to a point where physically you're capable of doing maybe more than your heroes but the only reason why you are is because they existed first right but i wonder you know? who like the like the first drummer was who was the first guy that or, or girl or them 2021 that was just like <laughs> it was like yeah i'm gonna put all this stuff together and then figure it out and like i should know that and then there's gotta be the history of a, 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 a foot pedal a apparatus foot pedal yep and the, and the whole hi-hat system yep 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 i should know that i Let do us know not, aaron so. no, no it's not even that yep. i'm just yeah no i can totally yeah so the uh so first drummer smartphones real quick and just we're musicians we um, know these things you know there's a lot of information out there that obviously i'm unaware of <laughs> but um but drums is a weird one is all i'm trying to say like the piano was basically invented like back in the uh 18th century and mozart made it like you know more popular harpsichord was a huge thing and then it just evolved into that right but Somebody had to come up with that idea, and they were a genius. As far as drums go, though, it's like you said. It was just like we have every single individual thing. I'm going to play them all at once. Yeah. And I want to know who that person was. Yeah. No, we know that's what you want to know. We don't yeah. know the answer. He doesn't know I, the answer I, Unfortunately, that. I should know. I, I'm probably a little – I should be a little embarrassed about myself. But, uh, but you know, back to the whole, like, Jimmy Page thing, you know. Yeah. Every musician anymore, there is no more originality. Everything is stolen. I mean, like everyone steals from somebody else and then just oh, develops Bill. it and turns it. And you should probably leave it, leave it on, bud. Just no, saying. Right. No, I like it. It's you know the messy look. You got to do it. My head was getting hot. You know, but I mean that's all. Like I mean, <laughs> a lot of the musicians. I mean, like classical musicians. What are they doing? They're learning other pieces that people have written. Right. You know, right. I mean, jazz guys. What are they doing? They're they're listening and transcribing. Right. You know, don't reinvent the wheel. You know, it's silly. Find someone who's doing it and doing it in the way that you like it. Steal what they're doing, yeah. you know, and then adapt it and take your own personal experience, it, you know, and create your own voice. Right. You know, it's building a vocabulary. It's not you know. very innovative, the whole classical thing. And I think that's kind of why people have left that in the dust and jazz as well. Like, it, they still appreciate it, and that's the whole point. It can it. be if you're a composer, it can be innovative. Right. Sure. But, but, like, but if you're interpreting somebody else's music, it's not innovative yeah, at all. Like the most famous composers now are, like, the ones that do soundtracks for movies, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, well, it's just developed and grown with the centuries. I mean, like, you know. Yeah, it has a different purpose now. Yeah, you know, and, you know, classical music is one of those things. It's it's about history, you know. It, yeah. it, it, it's about the idea of striving for something that's perfection, you know, I guess in essence. You know, you're looking, because if you think about when, you know, classical music, you know, and all the different eras, of course, you know, classical, you know, um, 
you know, it was very educated. You know, children back then were very educated. Like yeah. the education system was a lot more intense. You know, there was actually a pride in education. You know, you don't really find that as much today. Like, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, I don't really care about this. I don't care about learning that. I don't care about, you know, doing research and figuring out things. I see it on Facebook. It must be true. You know, I see it on, right. you know, whatever social media and it must be true. But, you know, back then there was this seek of, you know, knowledge and exploration and classical music, you know, that's what composers were doing. They were exploring essentially, I guess, their harmonic and, you know, melodic, whatever, you know, yeah. you know, realm, you know, it was such an untouched, ma you know, market. It was like space almost, you know. Yeah, it's so. weird though. It, like, even up all the way to like the, the 20s and 30s, like, uh, it was still classical the whole way, and then jazz just started, and they were just like, "Yeah, we're not gonna do classical anymore." Yeah, not jazz came around ways. before that, but yeah, it was it it, it was definitely it was like the twenties. Yeah, I mean, it was just yeah, but I, I know what you're saying though. Yeah, like, but they they kind of just they kind of just left it in the in the dust, and I don't even think they were calling it classical music back then. I think we just called music, right? Well, no, because it was that wasn't all music though. You had like country, you had blues, and you had things coming from the more folk, common folk music. Folk folk music. music. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, and then you had like church stuff as well. It's just well, but I mean, a lot of classical music comes from the church. I mean, no, like, I in the earlier years, like that—that's what who—that's who was funding it. Was I'm the just saying by the 1900s know? though, you, th there was oh, there yeah. was different genres of music coming about. I mean, yeah. before that, there was different genres of music, but just like you know, yeah, it was culturally it, related. Yeah, you know. Hey everyone, just wanted to take a second to talk to you about one of our favorite music venues, Blue Jay Listening Room. Blue Jay is a space for true music lovers where every ticket is a backstage pass. Silence your cell phones, enjoy a nice glass of wine or craft beer, and be part of an intimate experience unlike anywhere else in Jacksonville. You hear national and local artists sing their original songs and share the stories behind them in a space carefully curated for the premiere show-going experience. I personally have seen some of my favorite shows here, as well as having played with some of my heroes. Not only is Blue Jay a wonderfully unique experience, it has become a staple in the Florida music scene. Mention Bottom of the Bill on your next visit and receive 10% off your tab. Blue Jay is located at 2457 3rd Street South, Jacksonville Beach, and be sure to check out www.bluejayjacks.com for news, ticketing, and events. Um, it, it just took off is what I'm trying to say it took it, 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 it all the all the uh, musicians that would if, if jazz was never invented and it was a perfect world uh, <laughs> the uh, 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 all the jazz musicians would have just kept on making classical music right I don't know the answer to that question I'm just saying like it it, it seems like it uh, deviated completely as soon as jazz started and then it went to this whole well, other jazz route. just jazz was just taking was just kind of simplifying the setup of larger orchestras and then doing popular music at the time in, in a much smaller setting, which then kind of uh, morphed into its own thing, you know? Maybe, so maybe, Yeah, I'm sure that had a big part well, of it. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, really, I, you know, if you, jazz is like essentially the mixture of classical music with, you know, Afro influence. Yeah. You know, really, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. It's, it's taking, you know, it's taking the grooves and like the drum, the drum fills and, um, you know, the rhythms and stuff, you know, from, a, you know, African influences, uh, you know, bringing it to America and then taking the classical music and sort of mixing them. That's why, like, some of the old jazz tunes that you find, some of the old jazz standards, they were originally classical pieces. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, so. Yeah, exactly. 
yeah. Anyways, but then you also have like a lot of like like indigenous in, indigenous music that was coming around way before the 1900s and all that. So there's a lot of different stuff going on. But it wasn't just classical music. You know, right. it was just there's a lot there's a lot of stuff coming coming up. But I, I do want to ask you about with your experience in cla- in the classical music uh, world because you're the first person on the show that really kind of went that route. Mm-hmm. Um, what experiences or, or sorry, more like. Uh, opportunities to that afford you like like different kind of gigs and stuff that, that that you were able to get because of that background. Oh, um, yeah. So I mean, in college, you know, a lot of cat, you know, a lot of guys uh, from college that you know I, I went to and stuff, they all did similar things. Like, you know, you get to play musicals, which is really fun to be a part of. You know, I, I did operas. Uh, I got to work with dancers and do you know dance music for contemporary. Uh, stuff like that, but you get church gigs, which is cool because you know how to read music. Um, you know, getting to play timpani, uh, did uh, film score, um, did that a few times. Um, you know, all within college, though. You know, um, I mean, really, gosh, you know, I mean, hell, I, I had one gig where I just played a djembe. That was dope. I got hired to just play djembe. It's at this like big ass house. They were doing like uh, this boat tour, and they're like, hey, yeah, just just play the drum for us. And I'm like, sure. You know, I mean, it was the most silliest thing. I mean, it was, it was a lot of fun. I got to meet a lot of like really cool people, but you know, playing classically, I I think the one big thing that I really got from it. And the one thing I really loved the most was the fact that I I got to interact with people from numerous and like, no, not just different backgrounds, Yeah. you know, getting to play with people who, you know, were from, you know, different Latin American countries or, you know, um, you know, just having the opportunity to play with people that were multiculturally diverse, you know, um, and that, that was really cool. But, you know, I mean, you know, shit, I played steel drum one time for a church. Um, you know, I just, uh, just a wide variety of things. Um, so weird to me, a steel drum at a church. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was pretty funny. It was actually at the, uh, St. Augustine cathedral. Um, yeah, that was, that was really cool. Did well at the rehearsal, and then I sort of skipped a section at the... <laughs> Did you do any <laughs> of the, the JSO gigs at all? No, no, man. I, I never got to... I never reached that level. I um, The more through college I went, um, you know, I sort of realized how cutthroat it was and, you know, the amount of perfection that is sought after. Yeah, it sounds like a bad gig, and you don't really get paid that much either, do you? Oh no! You get you get paid really? pretty well. Yeah, you get paid pretty well. Um, and it's not a bad. G- you know, it is what you make it. Yeah. You know, and you know, I always wanted to be in a band. You know, that was always my thing. And playing classical music was fun. I did get the opportunity to play with a lot of JSO members. Okay. Um, doing gigs around town and That's stuff. Jacksonville like that. Symphony Orchestra. Yeah, yeah, people. not JSO. I yeah, mean, I've had not, a few not, run-ins, but yeah. <laughs> you know, luckily. Not never, the sheriff's office, guys. Yeah, never, never got locked up. But you know, I would say that was what you know what's really cool is. There was never a place I couldn't fit in, you know, musically, you know, and that was really fun, you know. So were you able to kind of pursue original, like, like just not even original projects, but just like playing in bands while you were in school as well? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, when I was at JU, I was in this band called Safari Sound Lab. Um, really fun group, really fun group. Uh, we had a lot of potential, um, but it was like a pop reggae band you know with a little bit of funk into it um but yeah we had a great time did a bunch of shows you know did a bunch of like you know college shows so we're playing at you know uh people's houses you know we did a we opened up for the super villains one time we opened up for uh uh afro man (laughs) which was hilarious yeah man he if there's one person that 
I don't think anybody beats Afro Man's tour. Like he he is on the well. He used to be before COVID. Like just everywhere. He would play no matter yeah the crappiest fucking place in the world. Like yeah, he would show up, knock chicks out on stage. Yeah, that was yeah. hilarious. Yeah. But she had it. <laughs> yeah, just don't hop on stage while Offerman's Man's up there. Well, yeah, be yeah. good. And they try to whatever. But um, just, but, yeah. just cut to that video. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do a breakdown of it. Real yeah, quick. right. Because she was in the wrong for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, the show that we played for him, we opened up, and I mean, it went well. Um, but he showed up an hour late, Part walked on stage. He's smoking a blunt, and he's drinking, and he's like, "Hey, you know, I'll be right back. I'm gonna go backstage and smoke another blunt." Yeah. And I'll come back on and we'll start the show. I left. I, I, I was like, man, like, I've already waited an hour. You know, I'm, I'm pretty beat from the show that we did. And, like, I liked Afro. Yeah, I liked Afro Man, like, eighth grade, you know, like, Colt 45. And, yeah. Uh, because I got high. Those were, like, really the two songs I really knew. And Palmdale, that shit is such a funny song. I used to be a big Afro Man fan when I was younger. No. Uh, that song is so funny. It all talks about how he moved from like the hood in LA and moved to like some rich white suburban neighborhood and how he would just like fuck up all those kids. <laughs> it's called Palmdale. It's so funny. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Well, yeah, that, that was an interesting, that was an interesting time. Um, but yeah, that was, yeah, Afro man's interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, um, all right. So on, on top of all the classical stuff that you were able to do, you've before be like, I guess, uh, when I first met you, when I first came here, you were kind of like playing with a bunch of different people around town. Yeah. Yeah. I was freelancing, um, which is fun, you know, cause you have a new experience every time and, you know, with freelancing, you know, you're getting called in last minute, you know, and stuff like that. So there's really, you know, there's an expectation on you, you know, you know that you're going to show up and do well. You know, but, but you know, if, if you only have like two days, no one's going to expect you to, you know, learn 60 songs, you know, especially as a student, because, you you know, you're going to classes and you got other things going on. But it, it was, you know, it was really fun. You know, I, I played with um, this lady, uh, Mama Blue. Uh, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure everyone's familiar with her. Um, played with this guy, Joe Watt, amazing, amazing uh, piano player, singer. And I believe he plays, um, want to say trombone. I hope I get that right, but just an amazing guy. Really, really, really nice outgoing. Did like a bunch of country things, you know, did some reggae stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, I just, I really did. I just would sit in, you know, and just play with people and it was fun. And even before I was in college, I was sort of doing that, which was hilarious because I'm like 15 in a bar, you know, I wasn't old enough to even be in there. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, just funny stories. I'd, you know, I'd be at the bar just chilling and like some girl would come talk to me and I'm like, oh, cool. You know, here's this pretty girl. She's talking to me. Cool. You know, and then I sit there and realize I'm not 21. Yeah. I can't buy her a drink. So I'd like slide her a 10 and be like, hey, buy yourself a drink. Buy yourself a drink, girl. (laughs) And they'd be like, yeah, you know, like, why don't you buy it for me? I'm like, oh, I'm 15. And they're like, oh my God. And they'd run away. But, uh, but yeah, you know, it's really cool. And freelancing is pretty fun because it's always a new experience. You know, you get to play with new people. It always forces you to listen. Yeah. You know, and I'm glad I did it because I really learned how to, you know, shut my own voice up and listen and contribute to what the overall message was. Versus, you know, what I just wanted, you know, you know I'm going to show my chops and all this stuff. Um, right. So it was a really great experience, you know. What kind of stuff did you do to prep for, for those those kind of gigs? Uh, well, it depends. I mean, if they sent me the music, then I, you know, I would listen to the songs, you know, and, you know, take notes that I could. You know, most of the time it was like, all right, fast, medium or slow. You know, is it a shuffle? Is it a rock groove? You know, reggae, you know. You know, identifying the tempo, identifying the genre, and then, 
listening for hits, you know, any, anything interesting sections, you know, and then just going, you know, going there. If someone gave me sheet music, I was fine. I'm like, okay, I know how, you know, I'm a reader, you know, and I've, I worked on reading my, you know, all my teachers were very, you know. That's a weird one, too, is sheet music for drums. Yeah, well, I mean, most of the time you don't get really, it's not sheet music for drums unless you're doing a musical. If you're doing a musical, then you actually have, like, drum parts, Oh, I see. you know, but it would be, like, you know, lyrics and chords. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? And then, you know, some people were really cool, and they'd, they'd be prepared with the music, and they'll, they'll write in the hits. You know, we do this here. You know, we do a stop here, in here. You know, and stuff like that. And you know, when you have when you have tools like that, you know, and resources at your disposal like that, it makes the gig a lot easier because you're just reading. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, cool. It's a rock groove, 120. All right. You know, and you yeah. just you just go into the groove. Um, you know, the ones that made me nervous is when you know they give me a call and then they wouldn't send me anything. That yeah, that kind of shit's unacceptable though. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. But it, it's it's the name of the game, though. Yeah, you know? if you're cool, you can just roll with it, though. I mean, they're, they're, yeah, that that's true. But it's also just <laughs> like, it's going to be a bad fucking gig. Or it might not even be a bad gig. It's just like, it's going to be just, you know, I guess it keeps you on your toes. It keeps you on your toes. But it still is unacceptable. It's like, you don't even have to send, like, you don't have to do, like, the charts and send all that. You just send at least links to the music. Or you know like, what I mean? Or, like, the song list you're going to. Yeah. Yeah. At least that. Yeah. At least the song list. And it like any specific version. Yeah. Of the song cuz like there's some songs out there with like 20 versions and if you listen to the wrong one, you could potentially be in a whole different realm, bro. Like, you know. I did this I, I do these jazz gigs from time to time I'm pretty confident the guys not Nobody listening, so I don't so I don't care if if I say this or not. Just don't name drop. Man. I'm not going to name drop, but jazz. I get these <laughs> like the like I'm not a jazz musician, so I don't just know tunes like that. I have to learn them, right. and I have to make up the charts for them myself. And then it's like all I ask for is a set list and the keys. That's all I ask for. If you can give me a version, that'd be great. But like, if not, just the set list and the keys. That's, I can't even get that. That's not very so, j- jazz of you. I, 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 you're you, you're, you're correct. You're, you're real, right. If you're real jazz, though, I'm not real jazz. Yeah, he, just, he, just he prefaced sh- that though. I pr- know? He, I'm he not did. real jazz. I'm not a jazz musician. I can jazz. fake my I can fake my way through it, but I'm not a jazz musician. Yeah, uh, I can play through changes. Jazz. I know my core. I know my chord inversions and my voice leading shit when I need to. But I'm not a jazz player. As long as the so, people who are listening aren't jazz musicians, they'll think it's jazz. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, that's the only people who go to jazz shows. It's jazz yeah. musicians. Well, yeah. So, um, anyways, that's why I try not to play jazz, uh, but <laughs> I, but I, I can't stand like, on, on gigs like that. That's that kind of shit's like, yo, you need to give me something here. Yeah. Cause especially if I tell you that I don't know this shit like that, then you should then just work with me on that. It's real you know? conceited, isn't it? What? To like, just be like, Hey, just show up. And like, no, it's not conceited. What, you don't, you don't fucking know this. Yeah, in that world, though, you know, it's it's like it's a you show up to a classical gig. They're not sending you a set list, right? You're probably getting music ahead of time, where it's oh, just yeah. like, here you go, like well, here's your sheet time, music. Like, sometimes, like half the time, you know, depending on the gig and who's contracting it out. Like if you have a good contractor, they'll give you the music. Like, yeah, you'll get the music a few weeks in advance. But then, like even then, you'll show up and they'll still hand you pieces that you're sight reading. You know, but th- you have the one rehearsal. Yeah. So you get the one chance to screw up once, you know, and even then you shouldn't. Um, you know, you'll get fired. I've seen it happen. Like people getting fired right then and there at a rehearsal. Oh. Yeah, Good yeah, Lord. dude. This Wild. this poor girl, man. I mean, and it's fair. You know, if, especially if you get the music in advance. But this poor girl, you know, I think she was playing violin. She missed her entrance 
three times. Oh. And the conductor looked at her and was like, thank you for coming. Please leave. Oh, wow. And before she before That's she even like oh bro before she even put her bow down he like looked me dead in the eye and was like do you know anyone else I was like well I didn't hire her like yeah. I, I'm not the contractor bro like I you know but I, you know of course you know when someone asks that you're just like. You know, I didn't want to be mean to her, but then again, she showed up unprepared. Yeah. You know, that that's on her. But, you know, I told him, like, yeah, I know, you know, I know a few people I could call who are going to get the job done, especially even now because the show's tomorrow. Yeah. So now they don't even get the rehearsal. So they have to show up with the music, you know, you're ready to go. And you don't know how the conductor's going to count in unless they tell you. You know, they might give you two bars. They might give you one bar. They might give you one beat. <sighs> Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? I <laughs> yeah, mean, it's, it's, stressful. it's, it's pretty cutthroat, man. I mean, it's fun though. You know, once you're in, you know, and again, I didn't, I didn't play for JSO, you know, I'm not going to claim to be a classical musician. I just freelanced and played, you know, classical music. I did church music and stuff like that, you know? Um, but once you're in and you get to know people, you know, it's actually really fun and it's beautiful music. You know, you really, you really get to enjoy you know, being a part of something, you know, that's a old, so it's historical, yeah. which is really cool. And, and it's just pretty, you know what I mean? You get to create pretty music and you see how people respond to it. And yeah. You're a part of that, you know, and, and it's just a really cool experience. It's just like high stakes music though. Like, yeah. What's like, what's the point of that? Once you get to a certain level, it's all high stakes, man. Yeah. When you have promotion companies dropping a million dollars of overhead onto a show, sure. you better believe that's, that's high stakes. But as far as far as the like response from the crowd and everything like that, people would much rather see. Well, I, I'll say like a good example is uh, uh, Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters. Yeah. He, I mean, did you go to when he's, he played here at for um, Rockville? Rockville? No. It was it was like the most like just like low stakes show out, and obviously like. Not trying to, you know, say he's a bad songwriter or whatever, but it's just like it's just all bar chords the entire time. Yeah, but it's not a low stakes show. People have high expectations of the production and and the turnout, and sure, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot on the line, man. I'm just trying to say, that, uh, yeah, I guess so, but it just seems way more relaxed than. I it. mean, he fell off on a stage one time. There like, you go. Drinking. And then he was just high on like uh, 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 Roxy's the entire time. Right. Just like super but but he's Dave Grohl. Yeah, exactly. That's you what know, I'm trying to say. I mean, once you reach a certain like, you know standard or certain level you know i mean honestly i could imagine back in the day you know some of these composers Dude. like they could just just essentially shit out a piece and people are like oh my god he did it you yeah know? Imagine, and he's like it's yeah. my worst piece of like it's my worst work but here you go i know yeah. you'll enjoy it you know um but yeah once you reach a certain level obviously you need to have some self-respect and you know integrity and you know make sure you're providing like a you know a good service because you're still getting paid for it <laughs> Yeah. You know, but at at some point, you know, you're just a name anymore. You're 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 no longer you. You're this fluid, you know, this image that everyone thinks of you. Right. You know, you're yeah. no longer that person. Yeah. You know, you're you're, you're, you're the enigma now. Yeah, the yeah. enigma. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. yeah. I suppose so. I'm just a big uh, uh, supporter of uh, music. Supposed to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to be fun. It's really fun when it, it all sounds really good and everyone has a great time and everyone makes their nut at the end of the day. Well, see, that's that's the best. That's that, that's those are the right. best times. Classical music's great if you're prepared. That's yeah. high stakes, you know. I'm just trying to say, like, it should just be fun. Yeah, it's, it's fun when you're jamming in a garage and there's no stakes at all. Yeah. When there's a crowd there, you're selling tickets, there's always stakes. You got to move tickets, kid. 
You gotta move tickets. That's where bands actually make them. That's where bands actually make their money. It's not CD sales. It's not Spotify or Pandora. It's merch and tickets. Grateful Dead or something like that. Yeah. It's just like it's just all about just having fun the entire time. Yeah, but you but there were still stakes in those shows, you know. Yeah, there are. They didn't give a fuck about the stakes. They were high on heroin half the time. But well, when your audience is high, like you know, too, it it makes it a little bit easier. That's all I'm trying to say. I I like I like the uh, uh, what's the word mission or, or or. trying very hard to reach perfection mm-hmm. always like like the top athletes and everything like that like right. uh, it's always just amazing to see but it's just hilarious also to see like happy gilmore like hit a fucking uh, <laughs> yeah just smash one smash, <laughs> yeah. smash a, 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 you know a, a drive and, and i don't know there's something to that too so that's why i kind of got away from from trying to do because i was i was super classical too like really like I, right I, that's what i wanted to do and i was learning uh, uh, like Franz Liszt and Chopin and ba- like every all the hard hard ones name dropping huh no yeah big time but uh, um, but it was just like I don't know what to say at, at at some point it's it's fun trying to get to that and like like you said like getting to it and then like succeeding at it uh, uh, that's amazing feeling but I don't know there's something better that's when me. it's that's only when it's fun to me yeah it's not fun when you're bombing on stage and. Who the hell likes that? Yeah, like, that's, I that's suck not, and I know fun. I suck. This is great. And then people are walking <laughs> out of the building. Yeah. And then to. like you're, and then like you're getting and then people go around saying talking shit about your band mm. and like like none of that shit's fun. You have to celebrate your failures. Otherwise you're going to I like, understand just be in a rut your entire time. I understand. I'm just saying that is it not the most fun? It, 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 yeah, because at the end of the day it's like when you're failing on stage it now it's becomes true. about faking it. So you can get through the gig, right? Uh-huh. It's it's like we're gonna we're gonna pretend like we're not doing this right now, but this is happening, right? right? And then, but when you have like the, the like like the best shows of the night, or never when you just flubbed and you just had a good time, it's always like when you fucking crush it, and it was like seamless, and the crowd had an amazing time, right. and everyone had a great time, especially when you make some money at the end of the night, right. like Jeez. those. Jeez. Well, but also tell me that's not the case, though. I mean, but also, I mean, like I can argue against. I mean, because we've seen some really shitty bands. And, but because they're having such a great time on stage, the audience is enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I mean, there is this but, like. What's the but caliber? who's to say that that was fun for them though? No, at I'm the end of the night, the when when all said no, they go back to the hotel I mean, room. I, I'm and not gonna like, name drop, but there was that one band at OBJ that. Oh, I know who you're talking. About. Yeah, they, they totally. I mean, they sounded. I mean, like if ass had a picture <laughs> in the dictionary it was that was i there yeah. for that yeah yeah i wouldn't yeah, have been you, at obj otherwise man no no, i'm saying what was i at that show that was no, I, you, uh yeah you, yeah you were there i mean i wasn't i know exactly who you're talking I'm, about. I'm not gonna name drop because it, it's not cool but i mean they i mean they tanked dude i mean like I, I thought it was like the worst sounding thing i've ever heard they weren't in time i think they were messed up you know i mean but that aside they were having a blast yeah and that's what people really want to see is people having fun you know people yeah. want to be around people who are happy you know people want to experience stuff like that what's your caliber you know? for like a good show if my caliber is perfectly i guess i and then what's your yeah what's, what's your perfect show then perfect show is when what's, you can is at least, obtainable what well, no you can get at least like 80 percent of what you've practiced down uh, uh, like accurately 80? at 80 would be phenomenal I a, know that's, that's in a music. That's, that's an F. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and classical anyway. Classical music. Uh, if you can get at least eighty percent of what you practice down and and do it and do it effectively, and then if and while still having a good time, uh-huh. and people are there and yeah. they're having a good time, that to me is like 
Like it's hard to beat that feeling. If you can get above 80%, then that's even better. Yeah. But like it's expected to have a few flubs when you're playing live. The best bands in the world, at least in our scene, don't do better than 90% most of the time right. or 85%. You know what I mean? Right. But it's like but to me, it's like I just want to sound good. I want to feel like I'm playing well, right. and I want people to feed off that energy. You know. Well, it's like it's like the difference between self validation and then crowd validation. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. I mean, like the, the balance like, of the two. Because like I know for us too, we've had shows that we thought we sounded like crap. Yeah. But then audience members were like, "Whoa!" Yeah. You know, and they're like so intent on you know just like really enjoyed the show that's what I'm trying to say you know and yeah. well it just depends you know and, and exactly it's just a, you know about how you look at it is really that, is that fun for you at the end of the night when you feel like you didn't perform the way that you wanted to perform it doesn't matter what they tell you right you feel like you didn't perform to your expectation does that is that still fun for you at the end of the yeah, night yeah but perfection's unattainable yeah, so exactly. I mean if you're holding yourself to act that you know I that's that's pretty always. low though. <laughs> you don't crush it always. I have, I have the same. When you know exactly what you're gonna play, you crush it always. Not but true. when you improvise, you crush it like I don't know. What do you give him, Bill? Twenty percent of the time. I'm, Bill. I was yeah. I'm not Bill. Aaron. Sorry, I'm so used to fucking talking to I mean, Bill. I know my shit. haircut's not the greatest. But what, do damn. You give, <laughs> what do you give, Aaron? You give him twenty percent, thirty percent of the time. I mean, Bill is pretty accurate. I mean, I'll I'm get. I, I will. I, I'm gonna bust your balls. I am. I am gonna bust your balls a little bit. Yeah. On me. Yeah. Go ahead. The one thing that I would say ahead is ahead of the beat, yeah, though. God you push damn, bro. So These are pushing pulls. Man. Yeah, He's you. fucking yanking that. She's like, hey, guys, I know the song is at like 110. Yeah. We're going to go to 150. You're just going to need to follow so, along. Yeah, We're here's, fucked. Here's what I have to say about that. Speed up. Speed up. <laughs> get to my level. I'm just thinking, basically I'm thinking Billy just Billy you. Billy just just lives like his heart rate just stays like if, the, if a normal person right took like, like 90 milligrams of Adderall that's where Billy lives he wakes is, up at fucking one I was gonna say 30 you're, you're probably at like 132 no I'm actually uh, at a healthy 86 right now really yeah well I think it's because that I'm thing's down. malfunctioning and you're probably drinking that probably helps as well right I'm uh uh not probably <laughs> you're definitely drinking I'm definitely drinking um but I don't I, – I never go up on stage and I'm just like, oh, man, I'm, I'm going to feel nervous and get in my own head. No, that happens to me all the time. I'm not, it's, it's about uh, having fun. I, talk about, okay, talk about I what's fucking, wrong with him now. I fucking <laughs> – look, at, I'll, I'll admit right now. I fucking – with it, yeah, and like it's because you're eighty percent of the time, <laughs> it's because you're trying to obtain perfection. Yeah, because I get in my own head, and I'm trying. I'm not to saying get uh, up there to have fun, and I'm having so much fun. Yeah, that I want. I I, I get so uh, energetic. That's not what it is. All That's the exactly time. what it Last is. Last couple shows, sometimes I feel like I look over and I'm like he. I can feel. It's like I'm trying to be chill, and your nervousness is rubbing yeah. off on me. The Jackrabbit show for sure. I was I was very nervous. Uh, what was the show we did uh, before that? I crushed that show. I yeah, don't get it. You sounded yeah. good, yeah. I did, I did okay. Did. I shouldn't say crush. I did okay. Yeah, it, it was a good perfect, show. It wasn't perfect, but I had fun. Where we, we had play back in February, February at 1904. 1904. With who? What are you talking about? In February, who do you play Chuck. with? Oh, Chuck. Yeah, Chuck McGid. Okay. At that show, too, I felt I felt the nerves off you because I was chill. I was like, yo, we're going to have a good show tonight. And, I, and like, Billy starts going. I was like, this song is way too fast. And we started playing, and I'm like, I could just feel like yeah. you were a bundle of nerves. Yeah, I don't remember uh, what my deal was that night. So yeah, it's okay. Up, but it, it, happens. it happens. I mean, it happens yeah. to me all the time. I'm just saying, you know, that you're not always up there having fun. That's why you're playing fast because you're just so excited. Sometimes like, you're nervous as well. I'm not the only one that gets in my head about shows, right? Yeah. 
I think no, I think you are. Yeah. <laughs> Just the only one who whiffs at eighty percent of the time. Yes, <laughs> the whiff riff. You know what Sean's riff, whiff, Sean Sean's one. got down to a science because Sean shows no emotion on stage yeah. ever. So you when he's having a bad night, you can't even you tell. Can't tell. No. And his energy just stays exactly. You, like, you can't feel if he's like mad or sad or happy or whatever. No. He's just his energy just stays right where it's at. Yeah, so you, it's like it's like I, I won't know till the next day that he had a bad, bad night. night. He'll be like, yeah, I, I, fl- I flubbed all over the place last night. I was like, bro, you sounded <laughs> fine to yeah. me. Maybe didn't just, know. Did, yeah, had no know, idea. Have <laughs> you ever uh, been on a riding lawnmower before? Yeah. You got rabbit speed and turtle speed. He's turtle speed. All <laughs> he's <right>. turtle speed. <laughs> Uh, there's a saying when he used to play with Herta Watts. It was like a fish has something, a specific saying about, I forget what it is. I'm not a fish guy, but like Sean's like Sean side, yawn side. Yeah, <laughs> Somebody yon said side. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Page side, rage side. Yeah, there yeah, it is. Right. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess, yeah, I'm just on rabbit speed all the time. I yeah. think that's who I am as a person. You are yeah. that. Yeah. You are that. You're pretty yeah. quick. We, we were watching some old footage from like GoPro stuff from, from like the van. Oh, yeah. And it was like. I can't, I can't sit still. It, it was like we, we, like the only time he would sit still is when we were, him and I were fighting about something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because then he's honed in on getting you. Yeah. But then it's. Like it'd literally be like two seconds of silence. He's like fucking, fucking. We should turn up the radio, putting this shit over yeah. here, touch it. I'm like, and was like, yo, you can't. Like, I never noticed it until we I started watching the video so. back. I have, a mental, I have ADHD. You know that. Yeah. Why don't you share some of that Adderall, bro? Because I would like to stay <laughs> unmedicated. I like. The well, way just that get I it am. and just give it to the rest of the guys in the band. We could well, all use it, I, obviously. I don't uh, think. I, think that <laughs> I, I got some energy. <laughs> I'm alright. Well, it's a felony, I believe. That's. <laughs> Anyways, I'm, I would um, I would do very video bad evidence. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Aaron, what are some uh, expectations that you have from band leaders when you're going in as a hired gun? Uh, and have you had any moments where I guess answer the first question first? We have actually seven questions. I mean, I, I I don't know. I really don't have much expectations. As spe- like, I guess like one expectation is like if you didn't send me the music, cue me. Yeah. You know, um, and most of the bands that I played with, you know, like the bass player would cue me, you know. Um, and sometimes, you know, depending on the music, you can hear where it's going. Yeah. You know, uh, if you familiar yourself, you know, with vocabulary and different genres, you know, you start hearing tendencies. And you're like, all right, we're going to do a break here. OK, we're going to do a double hit here. All right. We're going to end the tune uh, with this phrase, but in the middle of the phrase, because that's what they do in this, you know, in this genre. Um, but for the most part. The only expectation I have is like, yeah, cue me when I need to be cue and pay me when I need to get paid. Yeah, that's that's the I mean, part that's, there because there's people out there it. that don't that, that the the pay thing is like a big thing. Yeah, that sounds like a hell of a bumper sticker, man. Yeah, cue me when I need to be cued, pay me when I need to get paid. Yeah, uh, trademark, <laughs> which is usually <laughs> that's a good one. Or these days, at least Venmo me by the end of the night. Yeah. For two days, you know what I, I mean? mean. And most, I mean, most people are good, and I mean, like, yeah, there's some people out there who owe me money, but like at the end of the day, you just sort of like. You put it out of your mind because you're never going to get it anyway. So it's like, screw it. You just don't work for them anymore and move on. You know, it's just a learning experience. But, but yeah, I mean, when you're hired as a gun, you know, I think most of the time I'm just nervous. I want to just make sure I do a good enough job. So if they, you know, need someone to fill in, I'm the first one to get called. Yeah. You know, it's all about, you know, especially when you're freelancing, you know, it's about that pecking order. You know what I mean? And, you know, getting onto people's pecking order, you know, um, you know, as a student, you're not on anyone's pecking order. So you work really hard to have those opportunities to where you can fill in, you know, because yeah. you'll have some drummer hit you up. Like I can remember, you know, you know, uh, you know, they'll hit you up. And they're like, yeah, you're like the third guy I called. You're like, 
yes. Yeah. I'm glad all three of those motherfuckers said no. You know, and then it's my time to shine. And, yeah. You know, and you get really <laughs> nervous and. You know, and you want to make sure you're. I'm probably yelling in the mic. It's probably really. Loud. No, you're fine. Uh, but yeah, you know, and you know, but then you get in, and that's your foot in the door. Yeah. You know, uh, but, you know, but there there have been times, you know, and that was one thing I learned in college. Answer your damn phone. Yeah. Very important, and like there was a lot of gigs I got because I answered. Just answered my the phone. phone. Yeah. yeah. They weren't waiting for people to call them back. No. Like they literally were like, "Hey, I called two people. They didn't answer. So you're it." Dope. It's fine with me, you know, like, great, thank you. You know, I'll make sure to show up and do fine. And luckily, you know, I did well, and then sometimes I didn't, and, you know, I heard about it, and then they didn't call me back. That's what I want to ask you about. Was there any scenarios that you walked into maybe where you weren't as prepared as you should have been or took on something that maybe you shouldn't have taken on because you just wanted the experience? And how did you learn that, or how did you use that as a learning experience rather than, like, a a moment of self-defeat? Yeah, okay, so – I mean, when I, I mean, any jazz gig I took, I always felt like it was the wrong thing because I, I do not consider myself a jazz yeah. drummer. Like, I can swing-ish, you know, uh, but there's a lot. I mean, you guys know all the guys, you know, a lot of the guys out here who are actually, like, really good jazz drummers. Um, you know, but I, I just try to just keep a swing and hold it down. Uh, but there's one classical, uh, one classical gig. I, it was a church gig, uh, but it was Christmas music. I, um, I shouldn't have taken it. Um, but I, I, I was sort of obligated to take it, but it was, a, I, I had way too much with class. And I think that month alone, I was moving instruments for other people and I was doing my own shows and I did this one, uh, you know, I, I, God, I couldn't even tell you how many gigs I had that month. Like it was like a real, it was like, it never happened again, you know, but it was a real stacked month. And I looked at the, you know, I went through all the different churches that I had to play at. And I'm looking through the music. I'm like, easy, 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 you know, or I'm sorry, hard, 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 hard. So I really focused on the ones that I really thought I had to focus on. And there was this one church gig. I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh, this is, this is stupid. This is stupid easy. I won't worry about it, you know. Um, oh, man, I got caught with my pants down. Really? Oh, it sucked. It was horrible. I was missing things. I didn't have the right instrument. You know, it's like, oh, play the triangle. I'm over there playing a fucking tambourine. Um, you know, and I, I really did. I was caught with my pants down and I, they did not call me back and rightfully so, you know, but really, you know, when you, when you're in this type of field, you know, beating yourself up, isn't going to get you anywhere. So you you either have to acknowledge, you know, if you're going to do that, fucking quit, you know, don't play any, I shouldn't, shouldn't be cussing, but you you know, just quit, you know, because you're going to be beating yourself up forever. You know, because you're going to constantly be making mistakes. But that one, it was just, like, easy. You know, I, I messed up. They didn't call me back. I'm like, all right, yeah, I messed up. Yeah. Next time I, I either need to say no to the gig because I'm way too busy um, or read the music, practice. You yeah. know, that was my fault. I didn't practice. And, you know, I, you know, you just learn your lesson. Like, I felt bad about it. You know, they paid me, which was, you know, nice of them. I, didn't, I definitely don't think I earned it. Um, you know, but... You know, we all make mistakes, you know, like screw it. You know, I made a mistake. You move on, practice in the future. You know? Yeah, exactly. So. Um, all right. So uh, I guess you want to talk about some of the current things you're outside of Side Hustle. You're playing with Kalani as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm playing with Kalani Rose. Um, we do a duo thing. I get to play vibraphone, which is really cool. Um, you know, we do we do some small stuff, you know, um, I shouldn't say small because she she actually does really big things, you know, which is like really, really cool. 
Um, but yeah, we uh, we just do some duo acts. You know, we'll play. We've done some wedding stuff out of town. Um, but you know, it's all cover stuff. You know, yeah. but she's she's really talented. Um, she's a good boss. You know, she gives you all the information that you need up front. And she's really good at paying you, and she's you know really you know pleasant to be around too. You know what I mean? It's a good time. You know. And she's, you know, my girlfriend. So yeah, 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 I'm yeah. not gonna sit here and well, lie about it. But I uh, actually, I actually did want to ask. So this might be a bit of a, a bit of a controversial subject, but oh I'm curious. Whoa, 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 whoa! Before you start, it just it's very controversial. Go it's ahead. very controversial. I just that's what you said. You're going yeah, going to repeat it. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. um, so uh, what's it like being in a in a in a creative situation like that with your girlfriend? Does that ever overflow into your day-to-day uh like responsibilities in the relationship and that kind of thing pretty controversial um (laughs) you know not really uh you know in the beginning we had some issues but that was more on me and you know my old ideology you know thought process of like oh i gotta be perfect um you know and i would screw up on something and i'd let it get to me so i would you know my whole mood would change for the rest of the night. I'd be upset, you know. I mean, the rest of the show would be fine, but the energy would be brought down. You know, I didn't realize how much, you know, I guess, influence I have on other people's energy. I I really had no idea about that, and I really learned it with her group, um, you know, because, you know, I I would mess up, and I would just not be happy. You know, and I would just go through the motions and you could you could tell, you know, other people were, you know, sort of influenced by that. You know, I'm not going to say, you know, I completely stumped their emotions or anything, but, you know, I could tell that the energy level was lower. Well, that's what happens with people yeah. in general. You know, you yeah. can affect if you're feeling negative or you're feeling you're not performing well, that definitely affects other people. Just, you know, any, like it would with anybody on stage, you know. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, you know, honestly, in the beginning, you know, we were like we were polar opposites i mean she'd show up to a gig like 30 minutes late i'd be there an hour early so i'd get upset i'm like yo what the this isn't professional you know but she was like so laid back and the people who hired her were fine with it you know and she would still do a great show um you know and as time went on you know i learned how to chill out and you know she i don't want to say learned you know because you know she you know but she started understanding you know like hey showing up on time you know is important having everything set up because then you're not rushing you know what i mean and you don't have to you know you know hurry to get through everything you can just you know get everything set up but honestly i mean she's very professional and you know i try to be as professional as i can and you know it's a job and no i the real the real big thing is i have to remember that when we go to these things she's my boss you know, she's hiring me at the end of the day, you know, so it doesn't matter that we're dating. If she tells me something needs to be done, I need to do it, whether I agree with it or not, because if we weren't dating, I would be doing it because she's paying me, you know. Um, but no, overall, you know, she's really easygoing. Um, and, you know, I, you know, she she expects things from you, but she's 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 pretty forgiving. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, no, I mean. We haven't really had any issues unless it's, you know, my, you know, my dumb ass, you know, causing an issue because I'm like, oh, I messed up. You know, that solo sucked. Oh, my God. You know, yeah. and, you know, being so dramatic. Um, but, yeah, overall, you know, if you look at it, it's a job, you know, and whoever's hiring, that's the boss. Yeah. You know, and that's what's important to remember. It doesn't matter. You know, it's like, no, she's paying me, you know, unless it's like, you know immoral which you know something she's asking or unethical you know but she's never done that you know she's she's a good boss and a good leader 
So I, I need to be a, a good follower in essence. I need to be a good employee. Yeah. You know, it's a Tony Danza situation. I don't get that reference. Who's the boss? Uh, what's that? I don't want to be on this podcast. Anymore. Tony Danza is, uh, <laughs> f- he did a uh, Regis and Kelly, right? He filled in for Regis a couple times. <laughs> what's it like being you? Oh man, I can tell you what, it doesn't get much better. Like I live in a world of, of bliss. I got. <laughs> like uh, I'll just, say it's just awful. He's I live in a clouds, world of bliss. Man. He's on clouds. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, we got to talk about side hustle a little bit, right? I mean, clouds? we should probably talk about side hustle. We got an album coming. Yeah. Out. So the leader of cl- you know side hustle, man. You know, uh, we got a lot of clouds. God, you know. <laughs> no, go ahead. You finish that statement. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he's our boss. Yes, he um, is our boss. I don't like that. I don't like that dynamic. I don't think that's a, a true dynamic what because, well, it was in the beginning. I it mean, not, it's be- not so much now, you know. But I mean, if you're the one booking the shows and you're the one paying the, you know, if you're the one giving out the paychecks, technically you're the boss. Yeah, there's a certain responsibility, but, <laughs> but, but I think that uh, that that's something that I kind of wanted to talk about was the dynamic in this band versus other bands that you've been involved in? Um, well, it's different. So, like, other bands, you know, if you're a hired gun, it's situational. You know, you're subcontracted. So you come in, you do your job, you leave. Like, technically, they're not your boss. You're your own boss. They're hiring you for a service. So you want to hold up your own expect, like level of expectation to your job so you get referred to other people. You know, in a band like this, for me at least, it's long haul. It's a long-term investment. Long you know what long. I mean? <laughs> you know, so it's... It's a different mindset, you know, especially since we're trying to be creatively uh, in- inclusive. Oh, that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, like, uh, a, like, like, like a creative democracy. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, I mean, there is some give and take, you know. So with this group, you know, I know I can voice my opinion. You know, I, I know I can be like, hey, dude, that, that sucks, you know. Or, hey, dude, don't give me shit about my playing when you can't stay in key, you know. Uh. Staying key is not so much my not problem. It's just playing the right parts. That's my biggest problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, right it, notes, it, it's dude. a different dynamic. You know, when you when you get into a band like this, you know, I don't want to speak for everyone, but for myself, you know, it's you're essentially adopting each other. You know, it's like, hey, you know, this is, you know, you're not biologically in my family, but you guys are sort of like my family. Like, we're on the road together. We're stuck in a car together. We're stuck with each other's differences. We're stuck with each other's uh, commonalities, you know, I, I'm stuck with your shortcomings, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm stuck with your great attributes, you know what I mean? And, it, and it's a give and take, you know, and I can either sit here and be like, you know, screw you guys, I don't like you, but I'm going to do it for the money. And then the project doesn't grow and develop like it should. Or I can be like, you know what, let's see what we can do. Let's see how we can take our differences and take our similarities and grow and create something that's bigger than ourselves which is side hustle, you know, and that's how I, I try to approach it. That's a good philosophy. I like that. Ah, oh, thanks, man. That's good. Yeah. That's, that's the way it should be with any band, I feel like. You know, yeah. seeing the vision and, and, and allowing, allowing the, the possibility of, of the growth, you know. I think that's something, something that, like, it, unless, like, like, unless you allow, the, the, like, you know, whoever's, like, kind of wielding the fucking uh, machete. Right. Who wrote you, the song sort of thing, you well, know? I mean, to, to an extent, but, like, you can write you can write the tunes and not, and, and not necessarily be good on the business end, you know what I mean? Well, so yeah. So it's like, yeah. but it's like, it's, it's it, if you allow the person who's kind of, like, like, just 
dealing on the business side of it basically if you allow them to kind of see what what your investment can 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 allow for that band then that can be a really good thing there's a lot of people that'll just sit there, sit there and say hey well we're gonna pay you a fraction of what you're gonna make on the gig and i'm just gonna keep all the money you know and i've seen that happen before and that's not very good especially it does it's not a good feeling especially when you know that money is not it's just going to pay their rent or something right. yeah. versus well, like, those people don't last it's just like yeah. other businesses you know if you don't take care of your employees those businesses go out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if, if you're not taking care of the people that take care of you, I mean, it's only a matter of time before you get a bad reputation and like people no longer work for you and, and you end up working, you know, you're, you're just filtering through everyone who doesn't know you yet. Right. You know, and that's a dynamic that I, that I try that I don't want to bring to, to side hustle where I don't want anybody to feel like they're an employee. Like, okay, like I might send you a 1099. Well, it's, just, it's just not such whatever. a negative connotation. But, I mean, if, at the end of the day, if you look at it, who's doing our marketing? You know, who's who's doing the booking? Who's doing... I have a resp- Yeah, I have certain responsibilities, right? But at the end of the day, like, if I, if I say... Like, I'm, I'm probably... I'm most likely not just going to make a call to take to, 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 to remove somebody from the band without discussing with everybody first. Well, right, of if course. If that's the right more move. More of a leader. He's not a boss. You know what I mean? Yeah, ban- I would say a band I, leader is a more accurate description. I, I because got you. I mean, you know, it's sort of semantics. I mean, because, like, for me, like, I've, I've actually worked at jobs where, uh, you know, my boss was a good leader. And to me, like, the two go in ha- hand in hand. I mean, there's good bosses yeah. and they're bad bosses. You know, there's good leaders and they're bad leaders. But to me, you know, anyone who's calling the shots is a boss, yeah. you know, you know, but whether or not you're, you know, leading properly is different, you know, yeah, of course. That's but what you're saying, but yeah. to me, it's interchangeable. To me, being an, uh, being an employee to a good leader is not a, or a good boss, it's not a negative thing to me. It's like, wow, what a great opportunity. Here I am. I get to grow because I'm in a comfortable situation where my boss is letting me explore, where my boss is like giving me the opportunities to develop myself, you know, and where my boss you know, can empathize and sympathize with my life situations. So if I need to miss something because I got to go deal with family stuff or, you know, friend stuff or just important life shit, you know, they allow that, you know, and, and that's, and, you know, and that, I think that's what's important. You know, I mean, I think, I think right now it's the rhetoric that's getting in the way between yeah. the boss yeah. and the leader. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Bezos of band leaders. <laughs> <laughs> with a, with not even a fraction of the money. Uh-huh. But you know, is he rich or something? Everyone says I look like Conor McGregor, and I don't have n- anywhere near what that guy has in the bank account. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. I'm ex- I'm pretty excited about the new album that we're gonna be releasing soon. Yep, it's I am too. Sounding really was, good. He was saying album was, Martin's looking fucking good. I yeah, feel, I feel good about the band in general. I feel like uh, uh, we as a band. I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I'm literally around my bandmates right now, but like I feel like we 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 stuck together and like dealt with that. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people have just like fallen apart or whatever, you know. Falling what I mean? off, yeah. or not just really falling apart, but they're just like, well, we're not playing any shows anymore. So what the fuck was the point of it? But we yeah. fucking put our nose to the grindstone and did the album. Went down there. You you came down there with us twice, right? Yeah, I've been down there yeah. four times all together, and he's been down there like five or six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think I'm at two or three. I can't remember. It, it doesn't really matter. matter. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Didn't you? You came in and and Sean didn't come with us. Yeah, that was yeah, one time right. I think I came and yeah, well, Sean matter. was un- unable to come. But I'm trying to, to say, uh, 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 we wouldn't we wouldn't be doing that. Yeah, if we were employees. Right, 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 <laughs> right. That's no, what I'm trying to say. I got you. You know, and you know, with other bands too, and like. You know, one thing, and it's just like any, any relationship, you know, if you avoid conflict, you're going to break up. Yeah. I mean, you and I have had blow ups. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've had like blow ups. I mean, you and I have definitely, you know, had those moments where we were like, 
yeah. you know, yelling at each other. But at the end of the day, we are we are willing to listen to each other and just do our best to see what we can do on our end to make the difference, whether we agreed with it or not. You know, if it's like, hey, I don't really agree with it, but you know, fine, it will make him happy. I can do that without hurting myself. Not a big deal, you know. But I think one thing with this band that's very important, you know, like you said with democracy, it is sort of a democracy, but we do pass around the presidency. It's like, whose song is it? All right, you have yeah. final say. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm going to give input, but you're the one who states whether or not it's valid. And, you know, we have veto power. You know, I mean, there's sometimes where, you know, you'll be like, I don't really like it, but all three of us do. And you're like, all right, fine. Even on my tune. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Even yeah. same with Billy. It's like, you know, you know, Sean, too. You know, it's like, you know, because I don't write anything. So I don't bring <laughs> anything. So, uh, but, you know, it, you do write stuff. You just haven't brought a whole tune to the table. But yeah. You, but you I contribute have sections to the writing. Of, and, I have sections of shit, you yeah. know. Um, but, yeah, no, I, you know, I. But, you know, and that's I think that's very important, too, is we, we delegate the responsibility based off of whose really original idea it is. You know, it's Billy's tune. OK, so Billy has the final say of how it's going to sound because it's a representation of his idea. Right. So we want to contribute to his idea the best as our ability to make sure that, you know, what he wants portrayed as his art is the right portrayal. Right. You know, and that's kind of what, what 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 like like my whole thing with with the bands on the creative aspect. I feel like it has to be pretty democratic because otherwise nobody buys into the vision. And, 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 and the creative aspect can go beyond the music. It can go to marketing and merchandise and it can right. go to like, like you know, the so, well, how's the social media look? It, it can go to all these different places. The one thing that I, 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 I might ask for input on sometimes or the one thing I feel like can't be democratic is when we're talking about the details of a show or how we're going to be routing a tour or how you know they, like that kind of yeah. stuff well, there's, like, there's finite things yeah chefs in the kitchen with that that's my last band's problem we're that's like, a, we're all gonna come up with ideas and then nobody agrees on anything right and at some point in time you do gotta have because everyone's leader. right yeah. he wants anarchy he's been fighting for that for forever i'm big libertarian but, what are you gonna do but i'm just trying to say <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't work you gotta have somebody who makes a final decision yeah right. but because i mean nobody's gonna agree on everything 100 percent. Right. and that's the thing and but it, it, it's also very much like again like when it comes to routing tours or when it comes to talking about the pricing or whatever the business side of it is like that kind of managing the budget it's like like those kind of things I feel like have to be like I have to kind of one person should be in control of that. And since, you know, the like, I kind of I, I founded the band, well, I'm called? in control of that. But like as far as all the creative shit goes, that's got to be like we all have to see the vision and buy into it. Right. You know, if, if I can make sure all the all the shit on the business end is handled correctly yeah, and I can right. make you guys like make everyone else feel comfortable that they're investing their time in the right place. And there's no reason why we all can't have a say in the vision. You well, know? of course not. But, you know, there's still a catalyst. Like you were the catalyst. You know, you came to Jacksonville. You you had a vision. You had the Anton LaPlume band. You know, Ugh, yeah, there was, band there was, awful band you know, but name. but again, you know, yeah, it was it was horrible. Uh, awful but name. yeah, just, just complete <laughs> I have garbage. A fucking rock star name. It's not complete good for a band garbage. name. Sound like has to be shorter. You're, you're aspiring to be, to be a, a magician or a mime, right? You know, anyways. Anton LaPlume. Yeah, there you go. LaPlume. LaPlume. Uh, I've gotten that one for yeah, you. Yeah, I'm sure. But you know, but either even then, you know, there's always a catalyst. You know, and it, it's a it's and you know that's what you were you were you know you were essentially like the spark you know and you came you had an idea you and then you surrounded yourself with people who you hoped had the same vision and you filtered out through people right oh yeah i mean so you you filtered out i mean try to fire me a few times that wasn't my fault Ah, i just wasn't gonna let you do it you know (laughs) 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 know? god damn it no uh (laughs) 
You're the only one that hasn't been replaced, actually. Yeah, Which so, I mean, yeah. You know, but you're I mean, the, you're, you're but ironically, he ha this asshole has favorite drummers, and I'm not one of them. <laughs> oh, no, you so, are. They're just busy. You know, they're just <laughs> busy. I just write it off as he doesn't know what he's talking about. So. No, I'm just lucky they're busy. The, <laughs> no, that's not true at all. No, no, I know. Honestly, and the drummers that you do like, I mean, I love man. They're they're fantastic. I mean, that aside, that aside. But either way, you know, it started out with it started out with the fact that you had an idea. Yeah. You know, and any entrepreneur has an idea. You know, but any real entrepreneur who wants to be a real good boss or a leader understands that they have to surround themselves with people who are willing to adopt Ex that ideally, you know, that ideology and that, you know, that, that vision, yeah. yeah, what you know, whatever words you want to use and make it their own because they see that, you know, man, this is something I can follow and something I can benefit from. And if I know, I know if I help him, he's going to help me, you know, and it's and it becomes this. Never ending, like, here, I'll give you a foot up to the next ledge, and you grab me and pull me up, you know? And, and that's the dynamic, and that's what makes, like, a good band, and that's what makes a good job, that's what makes a good relationship. And in right. general, it comes down to that, you know, surrounding yourself with people who are willing to bring you up when they get to another level, and vice versa, right. you know? Yeah, I mean, that's what it's all about is getting people to buy into the vision and surrounding yourself with people that want to buy into the vision. It's very easy, especially in scenes like Jacksonville, smaller scenes where it's it's easy to buy into the the bar band thing because you can make money. Yeah, it's quick money. It's quick money. It's like there's there's I mean, look, at there's more than enough places for you to make a, to make a quick buck in Jacksonville as a musician. Right. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you can do you can do studio work. You can do you, you can do the, the bar scene. You can do whatever. But it's like to, to, to buy into the, the, the bigger vision of creating like a culture within your music. That's not something you see so much in smaller markets. That's more reserved for like, you know, well, you want you, you know, you, you want like a label to invest and create this whole thing. And it's like, well, we don't have that infrastructure here. So we kind of have to do it ourselves. Right. And it's hard to find the musicians that want to buy into that vision because it's a sacrifice financially. It is. It is. It's a self-sacrifice it, for it, sure. It's, it's you big. Know? You know, it's like you have to for a long time you sacrifice financially, you know, and that's that's but that that is the situation with every business. The only difference is, is that we don't know for sure that we're that we're satisfying some 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 untapped market yet. You know, so we're kind of just like. And and actually, the the stats so will show. Every business, though. Well, the stats, but the stats will. I mean, not really. The, like, I can I can start like you know you can start a clinic. Yeah. You, know, you can do these things. I mean, whether you're a successful clinic or not is you know one thing, but you can still make money. And the doing it. You and know, the stats like, will show. And the stats will show that that we're we're not we're not satisfying any kind of. Un, uh, unfulfilled or untapped market. The stats will show that if you start a band, chances are you're not going to make it at all. There's no, right. there's no success, right? But we do it because we love to play music and like we, we see that this is like the outcome for ourselves. And if you feel like you can compete in the current market uh, the right way, then why not go for it? You know, it's really just about about consistency right. and longevity. You know, it, it, like you can you can you can have like flubs, like like flub after flub, but you just keep fucking doing it. And eventually it's like you have that staying power, you know. Yeah. So well, side hustle. They've been around for however long. And now like, like look at widespread panic. OK, widespread didn't really become like the name that they were. What, like the last like 20 years, maybe they've been around since like the 80s. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. But but it's I'm not saying There's that's a lot the, of bands like that. It took like 10, 15 
you know, even two decades to yeah. get to where they were, you know. And that's not saying that we're going to take that long. Obviously, we, we, we'd like to. We need or, to make it happen or that quicker. Short. Yeah, or <laughs> – right. I Yeah, that's true. But it's like uh, we have to – you know, you but you have to just keep playing the game and keep trying to figure it out. You know, and, and adapting right. to, to the markets. So I'm so big in the social media shit. You know, right, right. Well, and it's also better to say at least we tried. You know, because there's so many people out there who don't even make the effort. Yeah. You know, and I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you come across it too, and I'm sure you come across it. You know, when you play these gigs, like I used to play music. I wish I still did. Oh yeah. You know, and you know, it, it takes a lot of courage to try to start something from, from scratch and do your own thing. Oh yeah. You know, but even if it does fail, you at least have that pride and that self-reassurance that at least you took the chance, Yeah. you know, and, and chances are you won't fail. If you keep at it, you'll, you'll find right. some level of, of success, uh, yeah, you know, level, or, yeah. or, or at least it'll springboard you to some kind of like, like you just, you just can't give up, you know, you just gotta keep, keep it going. Yeah. But I did have a situation recently that made me question everything that I was doing in my life. And I played at a I'm – I'm I'll shout this place out because this place sucked. I played at Dick Swings over in Arlington. Oh, well, what did you expect? Pop? Oh, my God. <laughs> Bro, this me? place was Not like – I live in Arlington. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> this place was like – like the like, like like the devil would have gone there to die type shit. Oh, no. Okay, like I, I'm sitting like no Tense. further away that than like the, the crowd was like the, the bar was no further away than me from the camera right here, us from the camera. Okay, I'm ta- saying I didn't get a response. Uh, they requested songs I would play and wouldn't even turn around to acknowledge that Why I did anything. That's probably some. Uh, it wasn't a great night, but it was also because I was getting in my head because there was no response no from response. people. Not only was there no response, there was time. There was a response. Sometimes they'd be looking over and laughing at me when I fucked up on something. That's, wow. And I'm like, it almost sounds like paranoia, they, though. Well, I don't, no, 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 I don't no, 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 no. I, I play, bro. I play hundreds of gigs a year. Yeah. Okay, I know the difference between. Now he's bragging. No, no, no. He's well, he's well I, versed. Yeah, I, uh, I know the difference between somebody. <laughs> You know, laughing at a joke. So I, I'm saying this yeah. is a consistent. Right, thing. they locked eyes with you. Yeah, and made sure you knew. Yes, that they were laughing they, at your shitty ass. Yes, <laughs> and I was. Like, they I, pointed I, at him, and he was like, "That's no good." <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was Man, one of. That's like the worst thing. That you those shows get. are hard. It Man. was. It was the hardest gig I've ever. I've played in like at least like the last <laughs> two or at least the last year. I haven't played right. hardly any gigs. Well, it's not no, even but, the venue. It's just. No, just it's, the, it's, the, the people that were there, you know. This guy, this guy comes up to me at the end. He was like, do you know any, like, you know, Smashing Pumpkins or, yeah, like, a lot like of you, should, you should check out my uh, my, 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 my uh, Touch Tunes playlist, like, which is, like, the app that you get yeah. for, like, the, the jukebox at the, at the oh, okay. bars now. It's, like, it's literally Smashing Pumpkins, yeah. like Nirvana, yeah. STP. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, so you haven't stopped listening to the same music for the last Good music, years. yeah. So he was like uh, – He's like, you know, you should learn some of these songs. Like, yeah, I'm gonna start adding that to my set list. You know, don't worry about. But he's like, he's like, you'll get there. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> oh like, no. bitch! I've been doing this shit for ten plus years. Oh no! I'll said, you'll get, get there. there. Say, like, motherfucker! I've I purposely haven't learned this shit. Fuck you! I'm I I, I hit up the, the the guy who does the booking. He's a good friend of mine. And he books me at all of his spot so i, I, I maybe, these guys awesome songs, no but I, i'm not going to i'm not going why not I'm not gonna do it right so that was another one he wanted me to learn alice in chains and all this shit stained like all i was like i was like bro i don't i'm sorry so <laughs> how's stained doing? i hit up 
I hit up uh, I hit up the guy who books me there, and I was like, "Yo, man, I don't think I'm the right fit for that spot. I'm never. I, I don't want to play there anymore. I had one more date booked there. I just told him to take me off. Yeah. It was a good paying gig. Yeah, it wasn't like it. I just, so I, you know, I, I felt bad about it. But sometimes you have those gigs where you're just like, "Fuck Shut this up place." Play the you hits, do, man. yeah. Well, it's crazy too, cause like you'll have those gigs, cause like I mean, Kalani and I have experienced it. We'll have a gig where I mean, it's complete no response. Yeah. I mean, we didn't bet people laughing at us. I mean, but we don't, you know, we don't suck, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, um, but you know, but I mean, no response, no, I mean, it's happened to us, you know, we'll be playing in a city yeah. and you know, we think we bombed, you know, we, we had a bad response, you know, no response at all even. And then like two years later, you know, you run into somebody and they're like, Hey, I saw you at that place. Right. And you remember immediately that gig sucked. Like, no, like everyone hated us. And they're like, no, man, you guys sounded great. You know, so, I mean, th- those gigs are hard, you know, because like, you know, even though you get no response, there is that likelihood that later on down the road, that one person that did enjoy it comes forward. Right. You know what I mean? Well, and that's the thing that sometimes the gigs with no responses don't, the most of the time they don't bother me. I, I played one the other, uh, they were the other day. That, that, the difference is that I could feel the energy. Yeah. There's a difference between get, not getting responses because that's just not what they do there. They hurt your feelings. Ver, it's, well, you know, it's you like, I mean, it's a, pretty, it's a pretty vulnerable thing to put yourself out there as, as, an art, as a musician. You're just kind of doing your thing and like to get rejected like that. So, so yeah, that, that's kind of like the whole thing. But, like, yeah, I, I'm, I, I, can't play, I can't play gigs like that again. Even for the money, it's just like I'm not, not fucking doing that anymore. I think, that, I yeah. think it toughens you up. It does. You have to have those Get that thick, yeah. scaly skin. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say skin. Just scales. Scales. Yeah. Well, yeah. either way, guys. <laughs> Reptile. Have you ever tasted heaven in a glass? Do you pine for the hoppiest brews and palest ales? Do you like food? If so, then Wicked Barley is the oasis that your mouth has been wishing for, walking into the complete barren wasteland that is your life. Wicked Barley is located in Jacksonville, Florida, nestled on the banks of Good Beast Creek. Wicked Barley aims to provide its guests with a wicked experience, offering over 18 house-brewed beers, ciders, and meats on tap. They also have an expansive gastropub-style food menu, including burgers, salads, sandwiches, and more. Whether you are a newcomer or a craft beer connoisseur, there's a little something for everyone at Wicked Barley. Visit them at 4100 Bay Meadows Drive and tell them Bottom of the Bill sent you. Yeah, I can't wait. He's got a fucking log in the works. I can't wait for work tonight. Oh, it's it's going to be great. Hang on. Well, uh, let me get to it. I'll get to mine. Uh, Kate Feeder is the best movie ever made. No, I'm just kidding. Really your no. <laughs> Hang on. I, I don't even know what they are. I wrote these weeks ago. Oh, okay. Uh, this is great. Um, David Blaine is the most underrated person of all time. I love David Blaine. Right? Okay. Did you see his thing with the fucking balloons? Yeah, it was incredible. I watched it live. Bro. I didn't watch it live. I thought it was a little weird that he kept on like being like, put my daughter on. I want to tell her that I love her for the 400th time. Oh, the awkward. Con- the, those conversations that? are so awkward. Is that where too. he free falled? Yeah, yeah, he free falled. He, he free falled, but like he held a he held like a bunch of weather balloons and just went up in the but sky. He had an apparatus. That right, held right, right. In but place. it looks like he was holding it and everything like that. But still. I mean, dude, dude, he, I think, what, like, what, 25,000 feet or something? Yeah, uh, like, uh, 25,000 feet up in the air. That, that, and that's just, like, the little, well, I mean, that's pretty cool, don't get me wrong, but, like, this shit that you see on, like, Jimmy Fallon, where he's, like, just coughing up a frog. Yeah. And it, you know that there's just a frog in his, in his stomach. stomach. Yeah. It's not a trick. Like, it's not, like, a magic. It's not it's magic, science. obviously. Yeah. Like, there's no other place that that yeah. frog can be. And then he swallows it. 
Yeah. He puts it back. I mean, he has to do it again later on that day. Guy's incredible. He's not Did, magic. He's just incredible. But he's also good with magic tricks, so. Yeah. No, and sleight of hand, etc. Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, like, just the, the, the stuff that makes me amazed is, like, the fact that he's, like, holding his breath for 18 minutes or he's, right. like, buried yeah. under, alive for a week or stuff like that. I'm he's like, like Chris Angel light. Chris Angel is a fucking poser. <laughs> I think that is what I should Did say. Did you see That's what fair. this fucking, the hooks in his in his skin, though, yeah, back in the day? It's fake, though. Is it fake? Yeah, David Blaine is not I fake. I love David. I know, I was joking. I love David Blaine. I, I love the uh, the YouTube thing that like some guy did, like a parody of yeah, David Blaine. Yeah, the parody of Cheese it. Cheese it. Cheese it. David Blaine. <laughs> yeah. I never saw that. Uh, it's, it's actually really, it's really, really funny. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably not funny now. I mean, the camera just like. Yeah. I'll show like, it to you. I didn't even want to wear that sweater. <laughs> I'll, I'll show it to you later. Right. It's a great video. It's a great video. All right. So uh, my first unpopular opinion is that uh, beaches are overrated. Be- like the, the like, like the ocean the beach? beaches. Like uh, No, no. Just ocean beaches in general are uh, overrated. Well, yeah. It's definitely unpopular because it's like gorgeous. Uh, you go to like the West Coast. Those beaches aren't overrated. I don't know. You go mm. down to uh, like uh, Fort Lauderdale. It's, it's gorgeous. <laughs> I'm dead serious. The beaches down there. Prime time. They do. Have, they do. Have, I will say they do have like a lot of sand, which is pretty cool. It's like you know, Jack's Beach. We don't have like yeah. I actually a variety. Like it's not like a long length of sand. I you know what I mean? I, th- I thought when I first moved here, that you guys had, that Jacksonville had tons of shoreline. Yeah. And the beaches down there have shoreline. No shoreline. Yeah. Because like it's it, because what they do down there. What do they do? They they take dump trucks of crushed up shells and just dump them on. The yeah, beach. they bring them in. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Back to my whole point about South Florida, this being a uh, South Florida. I have a love-hate relationship with you. Born and raised, I, I love South Florida. But I also hate South Florida in the sense where it's it shouldn't just it just shouldn't exist. Maybe that's my unpopular opinion. That it just shouldn't exist. Pick a lane, dude. I'm just saying. <laughs> but the beaches out west, so the beaches up here, first off, are really pretty because you guys get like tide pools and like the the sand is impacted. It's like real sand and like real beach. Yeah. Um, and then on the west coast, you just have like the mountains and the cliffs and the rocks. It's really pretty. It's so really ma- pretty out maybe there. Maybe I just like beaches a lot. Maybe that unpopular opinion doesn't work really. Okay. Mm. All right. What's well, your second? My second opinion? one is uh, there needs to be a piano only chords website for cover songs that outlaws capos is that an unpopular opinion or is that just an impi- opinion That's that sounds very specific that nobody else would have an opinion to counter to about that. yeah wow, you almost say that it would be unpopular then well it, it, it wouldn't well, it, it would it, I it would have it's actually a fair argument <laughs> i mean, sort of got you there yeah. it's like yeah Thanks for coming into my. But that's like argument. like three percent of the population, seat. you know. It's, in the world. it's yeah. like no one's even thought of that before. But the yeah. whole reason is, is like I'll I'll, I'll want to learn songs. I've been learning a lot of uh, cover songs for my solo cover gig thing that I'm working on, and I'll go to a, a website and uh, I'll be like, I want to learn, like uh, uh, I don't know, like No Doubt or something like that. Right. And I'll go there and I'll be like, Yeah. Um. So here's all the chords. And then just, you know, I was like, wow, that seems really, really low. Oh, that's right. It's capo. Put the capo on. I'm like, can I transpose the chords? No, you can't. Or for nine ninety nine a month, you can you transpose. Can, you can transpose. Uh, we have but the, it's bullshit. Just put the actual chords on there, and then the capo should be the extra fucking fee. There's a really cool feature. There's a really cool feature um, that, uh, that I that, – that, that a lot of right, musicians have, and they're called yeah. ears, yeah. and we can listen to things mm-hmm. and learn them that way. Wow, that's great. So then, why are all the chords in the wrong key? And then they tell you put a capo on. 
Because oh, they, they want why can't you just because the because, course, because they want fucking cucks like you to oh, spend yeah? ten dollars a month yeah. on getting it transposed. So doing it what all you gotta do is just listen to this shit and learn it. Uh-huh. That's all you gotta do. Oh yeah, yeah. It's especially like 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 pop stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So easy. Oh, just yeah. hand him a classical piece real quick and tell him to yeah, learn exactly. it. No, you gotta <laughs> learn. You gotta learn that shit by sheet. I mean, you you can learn it by ear too. According yeah. to Billy, learned uh, Tchaikovsky by ear. Yeah. Uh no, Franz Liszt. Uh, same oh, thing okay. really though. It's not even. Um, Okay, so my second unpopular <laughs> opinion is that Kraft mac and cheese is the best mac and cheese. I don't care about any of your homemade shit. I don't care if you got three layers of the finest cheese made in fucking Italy. I want Kraft mac and cheese. Well, what's your favorite shape style? I Spider-Man, just, right? <laughs> no, yeah, the regular noodles. The spirals are good, too, though. Spider- spiral, spirals are good, and then the regular, regular noodles are good. No, th- wait, I'm confused. So you don't get... SpongeBob or Spider-Man? No, that's gross. No, that's the that's the bad. No, that's the worst. I'm not, I don't know. You, know, you never had Kraft mac and cheese before? No. You've never had Kraft mac and cheese? In the blue no, box. I don't like. I don't like. The, I don't like mac and cheese. Oh, you don't? That's a, oh, it, ups, that's a good um, that that should have been your unpopular uh, opinion. You didn't even ask me for one yet. No, so. no, you go. You I'm go just last. sitting here quietly. Go, obviously, our our own drummer hasn't even watched the show. He doesn't even know the dynamic of the show. Hey, I've watched. You guys it. go last. You, you guys just take forever to not joke. No, lucky for you, this is a short nobody one. So nobody watches this show. So we're doing so that's not true. People watch it. Yeah, people watch the online. show. I, I've honestly, I I have watched a few, man, and you guys do a really good job. Um, That's an unpopular opinion right there. It is. We do a great job. Uh, Billy never interrupts. You know, <laughs> yeah, at not interrupting. My problem is now I just want to talk about something else. No, that's so fair. Bored talking about music. <laughs> uh, uh, this is my last. Wait, wait. Is it your turn? No, it's my. No, turn. it's your turn. Uh, the wildfires in California were started by Jewish space lasers. 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 Yeah, Jewish space lasers. That sounds like a QAnon. Uh, conspiracy. I yeah. can't. I wrote this like three weeks ago when mm. it was all happening. You really believe that? It's an unpopular opinion. Well, is it your unpopular opinion? Yeah, man. There's there's Yiddish UFOs. Yiddish. I mean, you know. <laughs> hey. Anyways, uh, <laughs> this is that's a dumb one. I don't like that at all. I didn't come uh, up with it. That. That, uh, that no, I know that's why it's oh, dumb okay. that you said it. So, anyways, Whatever. I'm gonna go ahead and disregard that one. Not very topical. Anyway. I would. Uh, uh, my last unpopular opinion. I don't know. I should if I want to go with this one or if I want to go with another one. But maybe I'll save the other one for another time. Uh, I would try human meat. <laughs> That's a really good one. Really? I would. Wait, wait. Uh, in Chelsea's what? gonna get so mad that I said that because she hates it when I say in that. In what circumstance? <laughs> Like, uh, if like if you knew it, or are you going to like a charcuterie board filled with like ham hocks? I'm saying, I'm <laughs> saying, I could walk into a steakhouse and you could put human on the menu, and I'd try it out. Okay. If I knew that they, they 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 weren't like murdered, or like you know maybe they were like they grass were fed, humanely killed. Maybe, 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 if they were like maybe like vegans, that's a good band uh, name. Grass fed humans. If they were like vegan humans or only ate grass fed cows or something, mm. I'd eat that. I mean, you know, and they they were killed humanely. They were put down humanely. Maybe they got like a death sentence, and they were you so know they Carrie, were put down. Carrie, my girlfriend, she loves serial killers and uh, true crime and everything like that. And she always says that what everyone says about human meat, flesh, it tastes like pig. It tastes like pork. Yeah, yeah. and so I'll give it a shot. So I'm I like pork. But like, what, what type of? Pork? I mean, I like I like bacon. ham, I like bacon. And that's uh, the, but what part of a human would you even eat? Uh, I've thought about this. I would probably take a nice slice <laughs> of the thigh. I was gonna say, I, I bet you were a thigh like, guy. I'm a thigh. I sort of knew that. You're like, what part? And I was like, he's probably gonna say thigh. I'll say thigh. Or yeah. be, if, if I'm in for something a little bit more lean, maybe like a nice bicep, a shoulder, slice of the bicep. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> I preferably, I, I would hope that, that, that maybe like, like I, 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 want, I want my human meat to oh, have worked man. out maybe like, you know, five or six times a month so they weren't so lean. Right, right. But, but it was, and it had you some want the fat. Flavor. You well, want you the need, flavor. You need, yeah, you need a little, because f- really lean meat is not yeah. good for you to eat all the time, yeah. you know. Right. What, is, what, is, what does it look like? I mean, like, I don't know. Like, does it look like a steak? It can look like whatever it wants. I'll yes, try it. Is all I'm saying. Depends on how you cut it and prepare I it. I it guess. can look I like it can look like Can't whatever it can look like whatever <laughs> it wants to look like. I would try it. Is all I'm, I'm saying. It doesn't have, have to be a dire situation. I would just put it in front of me. Let me know that they yeah. were vegan or, or ate grass fed meat and that they were uh, put down humanely. <laughs> I don't really understand how grass fed works out. You're eating another human. So you're fucking. Uh, well, I, I don't want the. I don't want them. To, no, no. Well, I'm saying I'm. I, I'm. I'm talking like I, I'm like Jeff Bezos rich, and I want whatever's on the menu. If you know what I mean. Wink, wink. Wink. That's what wink. I'm saying. I don't know. It's that's uh, definitely unpopular. I don't. Yeah. Think, I don't think. No matter what. It's unpopular. That's why I said it. I would it. eat another human. No, you just yeah. believe in Yiddish UFOs and whatnot. That was a Aaron, joke. what's your last? What's what's your unpopular yeah, opinion, bro? Yeah, what's your unpopular opinion? Do you have one? Ah, uh, you know, I mean, I guess this is. I really didn't like the movie Soul. I oh, you didn't? Yeah. No, I liked it. A lot. I did not. I did not like it. I thought it was a played out thing. I think Pixar does these funny things, and I I don't know. I thought I thought it was. Everyone's like, man, it's like really deep. It's very very this. I don't know. I thought it was. I thought, there, I thought it was pretty lame. I, thought there I, was, I won't lie. I thought the overall message was a pretty good message. You know, I thought... Uh, it's just so played out. Is it pl- where else have you seen that concept? What, like an, another world? No, no, no. Like no. a computerized thing, you mm. know, where it's computer programming. I mean, you have well, these no. three subsections. I mean... Well, no, the, 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 idea, well. the idea of Soul was that he he's... His entire life, he's focused on the wrong things. Spoiler, right? Yeah, it's a spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Soul, he's focused on the wrong things, and then he dies, and then has to choose. Basically, he tries to cheat death, right? And then he, and then like, and like, there's these different levels of of death. Right. I mean, Scrooge would be one right there. You know, I mean, he has, you know, essentially Scrooge. I mean, yeah. I mean, but 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 the but the 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 overall point. The overall yeah, but the overall point. Biblical. Yeah, but the overall point of this was change of heart. Yeah. It wasn't even change of heart. The 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 overall point was that, like, the meaning of life is not is not. What is not is not your passion, like like, like the meaning of life is well, no, life I, itself. I got you. And then within that, like you have your passions and the I, things I, you want to do. I you know, I, I just that was pretty good. I just think it's played out. Yeah, it's I it, it wasn't supposed to and be like a like I, like a mind change. I like, hate the fact that they like really advertise it as like this like jazz thing, and like really in the whole film, there's I mean, maybe John like Baptiste, there's like ten minutes of jazz in it. John Baptiste wrote all the all the music for that, and then Trent Reznor scored the movie. Hell yeah! Uh, like the, the <laughs> John Baptiste that. Piano player that for Stephen Colbert. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's really good piano. Player. Well, yeah, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not saying the music was bad. Like. I'm just saying they sort of like push it as like this like jazz movie. Like when I saw like the previews for it, it's like about a jazz musician, and like I was expecting there to be more jazz. But when he when he leaves, you know, the the human plane and goes to the yeah, you kids know don't really like jazz. Right. You know, I don't. I don't know. I just you know, and that's why it's an unpopular opinion. Yeah, so that's how I feel. I just didn't like I it. I think Disney's a little bit up its own ass with the uh, messages in its fucking movies. What's the message for Snow White? 
Don't fuck a dwarf. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, beauty is vain, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 uh, you know it mean? wasn't so much that it was supposed to be like a point that was like blowing your mind as much as just the, the way the point was kind of though, right? portrayed, especially for a lot of musicians. Think about musicians. Like I fall into that all the time where it's like the purpose of living is playing music. It's like, well, no, the purpose of living is just life itself. To live. Yeah. And then, and then you do, then you do things within that spectrum, you know? Right. Of course. Of course. I, I, but I feel know, it's man. an unpopular opinion. Yeah. 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 I feel you. Obviously, it was a good one, right? It, it sparked. Was a good one. It, was it sparked. Good. Yeah, you know? I couldn't help myself. I mean, myself. your human meat thing really takes the cake. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. Or the yeah, thigh, 100%. I guess, really. But I'll fucking you know. take a slice off your thigh, bro. Well, luckily, oh, I'm an appetizer, so. <laughs> Yeah. There, there, there's. I'm. I have no, <laughs> no body fat. Three of us. I probably taste the best. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably real chewy. Yeah. Yeah. This <laughs> right here. If you just ate that, that probably wouldn't be very. I'd good. spit that out. But I got. I, I spit steak out. I got a begly. I got a begly. I got a huge butt. I will say. <laughs> you got a begly <laughs> butt. I got <laughs> hips, man. I'm. I'm. I'm hips try, for days. I'm hips don't lie, bro. That's no, Shakira. That's um, one of my favorite finds. Ever. Like, if there are any ghosts out there. Does this sound like Shakira? <laughs> All right. Uh, well, it's been a pleasure being with you guys. Thanks, Aaron, for coming on today. Yeah, yeah, thank you guys. Too. I appreciate it. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll uh, see you guys next week. All right. Adios, muchachos.